Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind uh, uh, Community Call. My name is Jim Davis. I'm your moderator. Today is Sunday, September 6th, 2020. Tonight's speaker is Michael Joseph, also known as MJ. Welcome, brother. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Jim, I I am... Um... I tell you, man. Um, tonight, I'm kind of we're kind of going to go here, there, and a little bit of everywhere. All right. <laughs> so, Amen. Hey, that's what I've had. Meant to uh, be. I've had a couple of things on my mind this week, and I took some notes down. It, all during the week, I'd have like little thoughts that would come to me, and um, and so I, I carry around this little notepad, and uh, when I have a thought comes to me, I, I write down the thought, and. Uh, and it turns out at the end of the week, it actually kind of um, weaves together, and it's actually all connected. And but at the beginning of the week, it's like, what is this, right? And uh, yeah. so, anyway, my my friend Tom called me today, and he he was kind of telling me, kind of like what you were saying at the before the call started. There's so much stuff going on in the world today, and it's easy to get wrapped up in the uh, in the drama of it um and and what we need to do is like in the in the gospel of thomas when it says uh that you need to know what's right before your face Amen. and and so when we look out at the world and we look through our senses and we we make our intellectual determinations uh through our our five senses um we're not really seeing what's right before our face. We're not seeing the spiritual side of what's being presented to us. Yes. And we have to train our, um, how do you say, our spiritual sense. In a, I, I, I know that doesn't get it done, but we have to exercise in the spirit to, to, to look at the world as a mirror and realize that what we're seeing out there is a reflection upon our own karma that we have to deal with. Yes. It, and so with that, I'd like to read you some scripture that came to me early this week. And I'd like to talk about seven women. And I'll connect it to the East and the West. And um, so it's at Isaiah chapter 4, verse 1. And last week, before we uh, get into this, Matt got in a little bit of uh, I am the vine and ye are the branches. And so after that call last week, I went and got in my meta metaphysical dictionary. I opened it up. And um, it turns out that branch is a way in the east of saying a son or a child. And I thought that's really interesting because I am the vine and ye are the branches is a, is a restatement of Psalm 82. For he said, you are all children of the Most High God, right? Yes, sir. So anyway, um, if we go to Isaiah chapter 4, it says, In that day, seven women will take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. And <clears throat> now... I'm going to get into this pretty deep, but before we go there, I'd like to just kind of go through real quick. There's a myth um, 
maybe you guys are are um, know this myth. It's the myth of Perseus and Medusa. And if you know a little bit about this myth, um, back in the day, they couldn't come right out and say what was really on their minds because the church had so much power that if you spoke out against the church, they would kill you right there in the street. They would disembowel people right in the street. Well, Medusa, before she was turned into what she became, was beautiful. And she served at the altar. And now, the really interesting thing about Medusa, um, she used to have these beautiful locks of hair, and she would look at herself in the mirror, and she was she became very vain. And there came a day when she was cursed, and those beautiful locks of hair turned into snakes. And anyone who looked at her would tur- would turn into stone. Well. I mean, on, on the outside of the story, it's like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting myth. And along comes this guy named Perseus, who, interestingly, Perseus is the son of Zeus and the son of a mortal woman. Now, the key is this. Every single one of us is Perseus. Yes. Because we are all born of the waters of a woman, but our true father is our heavenly father. Amen. That's why Jesus said, call no man father. Okay, you only have one father. That's it. So, all right. So we're all Perseus. We're all the, we talked about it last week, the difference between the me and the I. And our true self is son of God. The higher self is son of God. And no matter what form we wear, be it male or female, our true self is uh, sh- uh, shown in the analogy as son of God, or we could say child of God. Now, uh, Medusa, well, then you say, well, who's Medusa? Well, Medusa's kind of funny about that one. Medusa is actually the church. And originally, she was spiritually alive, and she was beautiful. And she was birthing the elect children, all right? But she became vain, and and her locks of hair were her uh, her doctrines, and and they were beautiful. And she admired herself and became very prideful in her way, uh, very pow- powerful in her way. But in her fallen state, she was cursed, and she became what was called a gorgon in the myth, and. And the myth is anyone that looks upon her turns to stone and dies. Well, to look upon the the church today is to eat, um, mentally speaking, of her doctrine. And if you eat of today's church doctrine, it will certainly put you to death. Yes. Now, obviously, we initially we don't mean physical death. But in the long run, it will it will occur in physical death, and I, we'll we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but to turn to stone, because think about it for a second. Um, along comes this this guy Perseus, and he's got his his deal is he's going to have to cut off the head of Medusa. So 
what's that tell you? What does it tell me in regard to today's situation? And what it tells you is if you see the church as fallen in uh, from a spiritual state into the materialistic state, uh, you could say it's spiritually dead, then you have to cut off the head of Medusa. And what it means is you have to separate yourself from the the uh, the current church system, and that's hard to do at first because if that's all you've known your entire life, um, how are you going to do that? You know, because uh, boy, if you've ever looked in on her doctrines and they've they've found themselves and they have made a way into your subconscious mind, they go in there deep. And it's hard to turn your back on that because every time you're faced with the truth, you're always asking yourself, you know, is this blasphemy? Could this be right? Am I wrong? You know, um, how can I have these ideas and everybody else has different ideas? That kind of thing. So, but that's what has to be done. We have to cut the head off of Medusa, get away from her. And the second thing is Perseus has to go then do battle with um, this sea monster. That's the first thing he has to do. But the second thing he has to do is to go do battle with this sea monster and uh, to save Andromeda. Well, Andromeda is your soul. Believe it or not, in the Greek, Andromeda means helpmeet. It's your soul. And in the myth, the soul is always feminine. So, uh, what's this sea monster? Well, it's your personality. It's your uh, it's your uh, carnal self, if you will. That's got to be. That's what Jesus is saying in the myth when he says you got to pick up your cross and follow me. That's what you got to go do battle with, and that uh, me aspect, that selfishness aspect has got to be taken to the cross and crucified. Uh, it's hard to do, very hard to do, but in the myth, he's, Perseus does it. Perseus is son of God. He does it, and then he marries Andromeda. The spirit marries the soul, and then they go live in bliss in heaven. Well, what does that mean to, to us, right? I mean, right? I mean, it's just a myth, and what does that have to do with us today? I mean, that's a... Grecian myth that's, you know, probably back into antiquity. <clears throat> but it means this. And in the day, seven women will take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. And what that has to do, these seven women are seven states of the soul that have fallen from the original heavens, uh, the heavens of heavens. These are the seven women from Eve to the two bond servants in the scriptures. And I, as we've seen in the myth of uh, Medusa, uh, when we read the scriptures or the myths in general, we have to rise above the physical understanding or the historical understanding and come into the archetypal understanding. So these seven women are not literally women, right, as in females. 
But these seven women are seven states of or conditions of the soul as it as it uh, relates to its position back to the heaven of heavens. And uh, in in the uh, the mystics they call it the seven spheres. In the east they call them the seven chakras. Um, yes. In the west they call them the seven churches. Okay. Uh, if you can go back to your um, to the uh, to the book of Revelation, and you'll read about the seven seals that are on the back side of the book, and these seven seals are the seven chakras. And what we have to do is we have to think about these seven chakras not in relation to the physical body, but they are related, and I'll show how they're related in just a second. But the seven chakras exist in the spiritual body. That is, the spiritual body is that which feeds the physical body uh, energy. And they're not two bodies. It's just that it helps to try to think of them as two bodies in regard to the understanding. And what I mean is this, is that doctors today have have figured out that, like for a cell to, to function properly, it has to it has to have at least a potential of 50 millivolts for it to to work properly. And once it falls under uh, 25 millivolts, uh, sometimes it can go rogue even and begin to attack the body. But at, at a minimum, it won't it will not continue to function properly. So there's a certain um, energy requirement that the body needs to continue to function. And these different chakra centers are what we're going to call energy centers where spirit is allowed to flow in to these chakras and energize and keep healthy certain aspects of the body. Uh, each chakra is dealing with different organs and different areas of the body. Um, they're important. And so uh, the question is, like for instance, the the um, the the base chakra that's that's near the uh, the coccyx, um, that's the chakra of order. And uh, if we're not ordering our life, in other words, uh, let me say it like this right here. Today, there's a lot of mumbo jumbo about all you have to do is uh, is shut your mind down and just you know. Um, uh, chant something and you're good to go, you know. But see, let me let me say it like this. And I, I'm going to connect this. I know I'm all over the place, but believe me, I'll, I'll connect it back. Um, today, the, the modern church, speaking of Medusa, they, they come at you with this idea that, hey, brother, all you need is faith. Well, I grew up in a house where um, my dad could get real rough with us, and then he would turn around and tell us that, hey, God's forgiven me. How come you can't? You see, when all you have is a doctrine of all you need is faith, then it allows you to be a selfish, it allows you to have a selfish kind of love, and, and it allows you to be able to do whatever you want to do, to, to other people without any sense of guilt because, hey, God forgives me. How come you can't? 
And, you know, all I have, the Bible tells me here, all I have to have, or the priest told me here, all I had to have was faith that this scapegoat called Jesus took on all of our sins and we're good to go. All right, man, let's think about it for a second. The Bible's real clear about it. It says, and by the way, all the religions are real clear about this this one thing, but the priests don't preach any of this. That God doesn't judge us. And and let's look at Judeo-Christianity. Jesus doesn't judge us. Okay? So what judges us? And let's look at the woman who's caught in adultery. Because she symbolizes all of mankind. And he after, you know, he says, Woman, where are your accusers? And she says, I don't know. And he says, Well look. I don't accuse you, but look, look, go forth and sin no more. In other words, the, what's accusing us and what's causing us the misery and suffering of this world is our own sin. It's our own stinking thinking and our own deeds. This yes. is what we, we are reaping what we sow. Yes. And, and now, if it's true... If the doctrine of faith and the scapegoat doctrine is true, that we put all the sin on one and we don't have to do anything to self-purify, we don't have to do anything to deal with our own karma, then tell me, why is there still suffering in the world? Because, hey, I, I believe Jesus came and died for my sins, so why am I still suffering? If my karmic load has been discharged, then I should be living in absolute paradise. Every day should just be an absolute wonderland of paradise for me. And yet, when I look out my window and when I experience my own life, I see people in the church and outside of the church constantly suffering, constantly in anguish and sorrow. And and so... Apparently, the priest lied. And so who is this priest now to come point the finger at me and tell me that it's my fault, you know, that the world is the way it is? I mean, he's right in a sense. It's my karmic debt. But, and I, and I, I you know, I bought the lie. Okay. I, I'm, he, I was sold a lie. I was sold into materialism. And uh, brother, you know, yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but to go along with what you're saying, they're they're not they're teaching that Jesus Christ is one man, and it's it's not it's mankind in general. Well, yes. It, even the yes. even the Messiah said of himself he could do nothing except what he see the Father do. But he said that he was the first of many brethren. He didn't say he was the only. He said he was the first. And well, that's, that, that's, that had that's exactly the point. The true understanding. And when we when we take that story or analogy that we are Jesus Christ. What I mean by that, we are the anointed of God. And when we how can you say they call it sin? Or they call it a bunch of different things. When we 
miss the mark, which is good, good, and good, very good for us. It's of our own making, and there's that's where the karma comes in, and things right. like that. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean that kind of goes with it. If we look at it, anytime they say Jesus, we have to put ourselves in that stead and in that place, and you watch yeah. how scriptures come alive. Well, yes, and thank you for that clarification because you're exactly right. And that, just, that clarification has to be made. Go okay, ahead, I, I wasn't trying to clarify. Uh, I was, I mean, I was just trying to add to what you were saying, not trying to set any anybody straight or anything like that. I was just adding to what you've already said. Uh, awesome. that the, the way I the way I I'm seeing it. That's all. And I, yeah, man, I, I appreciate that because uh, you're right. You're right, and and that's the problem. See, if we if we accept the doctrine of all that we need is faith, and we don't have to deal with ourselves, then uh, we allow ourselves to be completely manipulated because. That that false doctrine denies free will. Yes, sir. Because I've got free will to choose. And if you're going to come along and you're going to tell me that um, that that I don't have free will, then that means that um, I, I may as well be an automaton. Okay. Um, and and God never ever messes with free will, which is why we have karma. Yes, sir. And so, you know, we reap what we sow. Now, we can escape the wheel of karma if we can come to grace. Um, and how do we come to grace? Well, let's look at these seven women now, but let's look at them now as seven states. And I took some notes here. Let me just go to it for a second. Um, the first state, like I'm, these states are, I'm going to say, from the lowest back to the highest uh, when I say the highest, I mean back towards the the unity uh, in the Most High. Uh, so the lowest state um, is order in terms of ordering your life, ordering your thoughts. And the second second as we climb is will. The third is wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Isn't isn't wisdom the the putting into action the understanding? That's wisdom. Um, the fourth is earnestness or justice, and uh, the fifth is patience, and the sixth is love, and the seventh is mercy. And and I, I came to these seven women because if you come down from the top, if you look at Eve as the first woman, and then you you look at you know um, Rebecca and Rachel and all right, and you look at all these women from Eve. You you have there's seven women, and each of these seven women represent these seven spheres of existence. Um, if you want to think of it as a falling away from from unity in God, and it's not that it's like a ladder where you climb the state of order and then enter into will. We're interfacing all of these at the same time. The question is, are we aware of it? And what I what I came forward is really something interesting here in the in the Bible. Um, 
if you look at the word womb in the Bible, notice that mercy is the seventh state. It's, it's right before you enter into unity with God. We enter into this, this state of mercy, and it turns out that the word womb in the Bible, and you go check me out. I'll give you the verse. You can go check me out. It's Genesis chapter 29, verse 31. And so let, we're, I'll read it. It says, And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Well, when you look at that word womb, it's Hebrew word 7358, and the word is rechem, um, R-E-C-H-E-M. But if you go and look at its root, its root is Hebrew word 7355. And you'll be surprised to find that the root word rechem is rachem, R-A-C-H-A-M, and it means mercy. And isn't that amazing that we're, we're looking, now we can look at the physical womb, the birthing of this, re, of this reality, and we can look at it spiritually speaking, and we can see the womb. And for me... It's really kind of an amazing thing because it's the it's the womb of creation, if you will, and and we we can get back to honor thy father and thy mother. Now, the world of emanations is the world of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is the world of of uh, manifestation. And and you could even say, well, how does manifestation happen except through the womb of of a woman? So that, that that's the feminine side. Uh, <laughs> to me, it's another proof. When you go back and you look at, like, say Romans chapter two, and I can't quote the verse, but he says uh, you can know the Godhead by looking at the things created. Well, I look in the earth and I notice that I I had a mom and a dad. And so I can know the Godhead by looking at the things created. So there has to be a feminine side of the Godhead or else uh, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) None of us would be here except that we were birthed of the waters of a woman. So notice that there's waters that, uh, that come forth at birth. And we know that water represents uh, consciousness uh, truth. So going back now to this original thing with Medusa, notice that Medusa is the church that's become spiritually dead. If you look at her locks, we, we, we read it last week in, in the Proverbs about this simple man that was in the street and this woman comes out to him and said, hey, look, I paid my vows. You know, um, the husband of the house, he's gone on a faraway journey. Why don't you come on in here and let's lay down together? <laughs> and so he goes right to her, you know, like a hog to slop. <laughs> and uh, and it says those that go unto her go down to death. Why? Because the doctrines are as serpents, and and they they have venom in it. So if if we take on the idea that all we need to do is look at one man outside of ourselves for doing a certain deed for us, then we never get around to putting 
to entering into that third sphere, to entering into wisdom where we take our understanding and our knowledge and we we take our faith and we put it into action. You know, what did James say? He said, faith without deeds is dead. And it's another way of saying spiritually dead. So what is the church actually doing today? The, The priest system and the church system is actually spiritually killing people. And the scripture says, thou shalt do no murder. But remember we read this last week from Hosea, uh, Hosea chapter 2. I'll see if I can just get there right quick. Hosea chapter 2. And uh, let's see if I can get there. It talked about a company of priests uh, am I going to be able to get there? I don't seem to be able to find it. Oh, oh well, I don't seem to be able to find it. Uh, take it down now, covenant. But it talked about it's in Hosea chapter two. I just can't seem to find it. But it talked about how, as a company of priests murder in the way and you know the true way of life is called the way if you go look up at uh, at uh, psalms 109 um, and you look in the new testament um, jesus referring to 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 god the father the man jesus referring to the way of god says i am which is the name of god the way and you know, that's what Christianity is. It, true Christianity is the way. What's taught today is dead. Well, in the, in the New Testament, it talks about the, the, the law of marriage. And it says that if a woman's husband should die, then she's free to remarry. So uh, are they talking about a male and a female here? No, this is a spiritual book. It's talking about the the woman is the laity in the church, and if the church, if the church leadership should become spiritually dead, should die, then she's free to get up and go. And see, this is the whole story of Medusa. You you got to have the courage to chop off Medusa's head, and. To, to get out there in the wilderness and turn your back on the current church system and and uh, to go and um, enter into this true relationship, all right? Because if you don't do that, then, you know, you're sitting at the feet of people that are going to make merchandise out of you your whole life. They're going to have you looking at a single man outside of yourself, and you're never going to begin to look within yourself and and deal with the karmic burdens that we all carry and have to deal with in this life because the whole world is our mirror and the world is constantly showing us um the karma that we have to deal with so so why does that matter because like for instance um like you heard, you heard statements like uh, the third chakra wisdom deal. It, it's it's uh, it's located in your stomach area, 
and it deals with your intestines. It deals with uh, certain of your organs. And uh, if you've got problem that problems digesting food or problems with those particular organs, you've heard the saying. People will say, "Well, I just can't stomach that." I, and maybe it's a um, something that keeps happening over and over in your life. Maybe it's somebody who keeps coming into your life that just irritates the crap out of you. <laughs> well, you're going to have to stomach it, and you're going to have to deal with it. And because what's happening is is if you're starting to get problems with digestion or problems with these organs, it's because that chakra system is getting blocked because we're not dealing with um, this uh, this karmic burden that we need to undo, we have to we have to put that faith into action and and deal with ourselves. That's why he said the kingdom of God is within you. And as and as we unseal, we unseal or we un unblock this uh, this this um, chakra wheel energy center, then then it can return back into a state of peace, a state of harmony, because we're allowing uh, in a sense, the spiritual energy to flow correctly in the body, and therefore uh, uh, the physical body is uh, is healed and brought to uh, brought to a state of good health. That's how the originally when I said that they think of them as two bodies, but in fact it's really just one body because our physical body is just a a uh, um, it's just an outworking or a manifestation of the spirit because all is spirit. God is one. Amen. It's just uh, it's where we find ourselves. Um, in a sense, you could think of it as just taking personal responsibility. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> that's the one thing I, I I just don't understand how grown men can go and sit in church. For thirty years and sit in the pew, and and not be fed anything, and can come and sit and song, sing songs, and put money in the plate, and come back every single Sunday, and and not be any better than they were last Sunday, and nothing changes. To, to me, if you look at a cow, and you you begin to feed your cows at six p at six a.m. every morning. Well, if you change your schedule to 8 a.m., believe me, at first those cows will be waiting on you at 6, but it ain't going to take too many days for that cow to change its schedule to 8. Yes. Right? A cow is going to change. Well, a human being will go to a church and sit in a pew for 30 years or more <laughs> and won't change. And it's because, it's because they've looked at Medusa and they've been turned to stone. Their heart has been hardened, yes. and and it's a different kind of love that happens then. Instead of it being an unselfish love, which is what we're supposed to, what does the scripture tell us? Owe no man nothing except to love each other. So instead of this unselfish giving love, um, the one who just believes, eh, all my sins are put off on the scapegoat, I'm good. They begin to develop a very selfish, self-centered style of love that allows them to do whatever they want to do. Because you know what? He paid for our sins. We're good. 
when in fact it's just like Jim said. You got to put yourself in the shoes of the one called Jesus because Jesus is the way shower. He's showing us the way that we're supposed to do it, and we're supposed to do it like he did it. And and if we're not doing it that way, if we're not walking in that in that way in that path in in dealing with ourselves. I mean, you know, Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. You know, there was this struggle, this internal struggle. He's dealing with himself. Look, you know, with this knowledge you could have everything. It, all the world could be yours. <laughs> right? So, you know, uh jeez, my mind is just going off on so many. I just got to stay well, he, tell, he tells us to our own, to thine own self be true. And if we put ourselves in the stead of the Christ, the anointed, which was the first of many brethren, he didn't say he was the only, but he was the first. And he is the example. So we're to be him while we're here in the earth. And when yes. we dress the scriptures that way of what's being said, like you were saying earlier, and becoming part of that, then, man, you know, everything will be opened up unto us and that we can see. But it's when you were talking about faith, faith without works is dead. If we see the word, but if we don't apply it, like Michael was telling us, uh, if we don't apply it, and we're never going to know if it works or not. We're just taking somebody's word for it. You know, that's like putting your foot to the plow and then turning back. You're not fit for the kingdom. And, uh, brother, I, I'm blessed by what you're bringing forth. I really thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I Praise be to y'all, man. I'm telling you that, I mean, all through the week, I have I've kept a little uh, pad and I have different thoughts, and I just write them down. And and it's amazing to me that at the end of the week, they're actually, you know, we've kind of an interesting, uh, they're all connected. So I, I found it, what I was looking for in Hosea. The question that's been asked is, what do you want from us? And he says, and get this, I for I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. But, but but listen to this. He says, Gilead is a city of them that work iniquity and is polluted with blood. And as troops of robbers wait for a man, so the company of priests murder in the way by consent, for they commit lewdness. Mm. And you've got to see it, man, that, that you know, if you're going to get on this path if you need you know every single one of us when the bible talks about that there was a time when there was angels that fell and left their first estate well i got news for you that's us yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. that's yes. us Amen. everybody likes to think oh that's what that's uh those are those fallen angels that's that's them i mean that's not us uh wrong that's us yes, and and we are the prodigal sons. Every single one of us is the prodigal son. And we are on the path back to the house of God. 
Oh, glory. And, and everybody is on this path, but not everybody has woken up to the path yet. Now, now what I mean by that is to say, I'll take myself for example. I don't know. I could have had 100 million incarnations. I don't know. We, when, we, when we incarnate into this world, we go through some kind of memory wipe, and we, ha- we are supposed to have no understanding of what went before. Even, even the Hebrew scriptures talk about that. So I don't know how many incarnations I've had, but I know that I am um, I'm on the path. And now there are others that are further along the path, and that's, that's wonderful. And there are others that haven't even found the path yet. But not one of us is going to get lost. It may take, you know, 200 million incarnations for some to make it, to deal, to wake up and begin to deal with their own karma. Uh, you know, that's fine. That's what it's going to take. I remember when I used to play uh, high school football, I was, uh, you know, I was one of the best players in the state at my position. But every single year, in order to make the football team, we had to run the mile in a certain time. Well, I could do the 40 in 4.45 seconds, but I couldn't run a mile for nothing. Okay? <laughs> and so, and so every single year, to the very last day, I was out there trying to run that mile to make the football team. <laughs> and finally, the, the, the coach, he just looked at me and say. Get your ass in the weight room. <laughs> you know? say, look, you made the team. You know what I mean? I can't believe you can't run the smile. You know, <laughs> but I couldn't run it. But he, guess what? He didn't throw me out because I couldn't run the mile. No. And and he's not throwing out any of our brethren, even though it may seem like that these people out here are just blind and dumb. And and angry and malevolent, not one shall be lost. All right, because our heavenly Father is loving and want and and would not that any should perish. So uh, this sin, this karmic load that we we bear, uh, you know, this is the thing I was talking to about my wife tonight at supper. Uh, it doesn't even matter if you do the deed. If you just think the thought, the the divine law is so... Uh, when I use the word terrible, I, I don't mean it as in a bad thing. I just mean that it's so unbelievable that even if you think the thought you have brought the act on your own head, yes. that we we are to take every single thought all the emotion we are to guard it because because it is we're going to have to you know deal with it and and it's part of what um the mystics called these seven spheres the purification spheres and uh you can go if you want um if you want to do some your own research on it you can go to the uh, the book of uh Esther and you'll read about Esther. Who, that was that was her Babylonian name. Uh, Babylonian just means um, confusion, 
and Babylonian uh, really refers to uh, the current church state of materialism uh, versus you know spirit. And uh, her real name, her Hebrew name is Hadassah, and Hadassah means the myrtle tree, and uh, the myrtle tree is the the allspice tree, the tree that all the birds of heaven come to take their uh, their shade and to eat. And it's really kind of a very beautiful analogy. But uh, Esther, is, she is um, she's a maiden taken into the king's court. Well, that's us. That's our soul. Yes. And and um, now all the other maidens. They say, hey, look, you know, I want to look good for the king, so bring me my red dress. Give me some high-heeled shoes, too, right? And uh, I want to look good, you know. I mean, when king gets a look at this, right? But Esther says to Haggai, the keeper of the women, of course, that's the Holy Spirit. Esther says, what does the king like? (laughs) I think that's really beautiful because... That is the first state that we have to enter into where we realize we've got to deal with ourselves here. And we and the only way you're going to um, come to deal with yourself is to humble yourself and say, okay, what does the king like? Not that, what do I like? You know, I, I, I know if I put my red dress on, she says, you know, oh, man, how's it going to turn this down? And she says, but Esther says, what does the king prefer? And Esther, in in her humility, uh, was valued over all the women. And to me, that's a beautiful analogy of the soul, and uh, where the king, Ahasuerus or Artaxes or however you want to say his name, uh, you know, he of course is the heavenly father. And we have to also come to that, that state of humility and say, well, what does the king like? And so that we can enter into enter into the spheres. And, and, and it's interesting because once she, she says this, once she humbles herself, then it's said in, in the story as it continues that Esther was given everything that she needed for purification. And so, really, the first step towards this uh, uh, the souls returning home is what does the king like? Humility. And and I I think it's really beautiful because the last the last step before um, we enter into back into unity is is said at Hosea and Hosea is uh, Hosea is Hebrew. It means savior. Uh, that's why Yehoshua, Hosea, it's the same. It's Yah, Yah's Savior, Yahushua, or Yahweh saves. And uh, so he says, what? What do, what what's desired? What's the what's the primary thing desired? It's mercy. And then what is after that? Love. Mercy is at the top. I think that's just unmerited favor. Mercy in the face of, you know, being used, still have mercy. Uh, it's just really beautiful because, you know, really mercy to me goes to just loving kindness and and it connects. 
it connects it all when he, when he's when you know in when uh, the, all of the law, all the 613 laws are distilled down into two, which is really just one. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, your strength, your your soul, your mind. I can't quote it, but uh, and then the second to love um, or to do unto others as you would have done to yourself. Which, by the way, the second is an actually an expansion of the first, because the divine spark that's in me is in you, and if I love you, I love God. Amen. So. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice. Think about that. As we come to humility and come to the path of uh, the path of service, it's probably the best way you can think of it. Because if you love someone, you're going to serve them. Then you can have mercy, even in the face of just absolute insanity. Like you know, when you look out your window today and you see these young folk, my friend. Tom called me today, and he's like, man, did you see what happened out in such and such? And I said, yeah, I saw. He says, uh, what do you think about that? And I said, well, think about it, man. At the root of this, these young people, they, they've they been sold that the church is where it's at, but they're no dummies. They're looking at the church system, and they're saying, this church system is bankrupt. You want us to believe in this bankrupt system? And they're they're going forget it. You know, this is all you know voodoo. We're not having nothing to do with the the, the modern church system. The problem is this: once you take the church away, what's going to replace it? There's a void there, and you see the one who's on the soul progression or the soul path back to God. Once, once this one, Perseus, removes the church or cuts the head off Medusa, what replaces it is his own internal coming to know who he is. Man, know thyself, and you shall be known. But if that's not the replacement, if that is not the path that has been set before the eyes of the, the one who is looking to make a difference in the world, the only thing that can replace it is the state. And so basically you took one evil and replaced it with another. And you take one control system and replace it with another. Now to these young people, um, they've been said they've been sold this, this concept ever since uh they were in grade school that they need to they need to have purpose for their life. They need to be involved in something to make the world a better place. The only problem is they don't have a purpose. They don't have a vision. And so they're being fed a vision by someone who should know better and somebody who has got you know billions and billions and actually trillions in order to fund this false vision, yes. this false utopia. And so these young people, it's the same thing that happened um, in um, Germany under the uh, just before Hitler came to power. They are they're the brown shirts, and they are the agents of chaos. They are being used as agents of chaos to bring about 
a quote unquote better utopian socialistic system. But let me if you, if you know your history and you study your history, the first ones that were killed after the new system was put in place were the brown shirts. Yes. Because what is really desired here is a passive society. What they really want is a, is a society that's completely passive and unwilling to even look their head up. Just keep your eyes to the ground. Don't look a man in the eye. Well, who are you? Who do you think you are, dog? That's what they want. All right? And do you think they're going to want people who helped to create all this uh, – uh, unrest, they're going to get rid of those people. <laughs> it's just yeah. The very people who are being used to create this unrest are the very are the first ones that are going to be getting gotten rid of. Yeah. And and that's the that's the problem. That's where mercy has to come in. That's where where we enter into our prayer state and we we close our eyes to what our senses are telling us about how the world is and we look past our senses and we look to the spiritual meaning of what we're seeing and and we say okay for i desired mercy i desired loving kindness and not sacrifice we don't need your sacrifice god don't need us to get out there and do nothing god needs us to do is to to enter into that submissive state of prayer and to be sinners of of um, uh, lighthouses, where that light is uh, is being broadcast out to a to a darkened world, uh, so that uh, you know the love of God can be uh, can be broadcast. You know, if we would just submit to that, uh, I don't know. That takes that takes a humbling because you know, man man in general, I know myself. It's not my nature to be humble. I'll just tell you. No, honestly, it's just not. And, uh, uh, but to to say, hold on a minute. How am I going to change the world? Even the the greatest uh, teachers, masters of all time, did they come and overthrow the government? Not one of them did. I don't care which one you take from the east, the west. The north or the south, whichever system you look at, not one of the Ubermen and the Supermen uh, ever came and overthrew the state. Not one. In fact, they emphatically all say something like, my kingdom is not of this world. So we cut the head off Medusa, and what are we going to replace it with? Because there's a void. And that's what's happening in the world right now. The church is being shown to be corrupt. Even even the simplest of people have now, you know, awoken to the fact that the uh, the different church systems, and there's one in particular that's got billions of followers, is totally and completely bankrupt. And so, what's going to replace it? Well, if we don't step up and take personal responsibility and realize that the story is all about our about us 
that 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 Jesus, the one they're calling Jesus, is first of the first fruits. That uh, how come we can't be part of the harvest too? Mm-hmm. That's right. And so I don't know, man. I could be I could continue to beat this horse, but I think that that was just really on my heart this past week that. There's just a lot of misunderstanding out in the general public right now, and I mean the the misunderstanding is so great that you know people are being held up to be like my friend Tom was telling me about some man who was a a rapist or something or other who was shot shot seven times in his back and and now the public is holding uh uh what do they say? Uh, they're holding mass or whatever it is called uh, uh, rituals, or uh, for this guy who was, you know, a lawbreaker and who did terrible things. Now, granted, he got shot seven times in his back. That's horrible. But this guy was a, a rapist, for God's sake. <laughs> in other words. Look how far look how far it's fallen. That lawlessness and the desire for lawlessness has actually been elevated to to a, an emotional want to throw everybody who's in prison out into the street and to do away with the police so that it can be absolute wanton. Uh, anything goes. I mean, golly. I mean, don't these people haven't they ever considered their latter end? I mean, basically they're they're asking for the military to come in and just uh, uh, either ignite um, civil war part two, or to just come in with such a strong hand that uh, people are absolutely shot down in the streets. And, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, it's just that the young people don't have, they don't have anyone to, there's just nothing to fill the void. They've chopped off the head of the church, and they're looking for some way to make the world a better place, to give their life purpose. But uh, it's a good example. If you're looking to your carnal side in order to find peace, you're never going to find it. You're always going to find the end of the gun. Because revolution is just a new gun. It's just a new gun in your back. And the only true way, the only, like, I love how the, the movie War Games said it in probably the best way you can possibly say it. It said the only way to win is not to play the game. Because and I love the way it said in the scripture in uh, Luke chapter seventeen verse twenty one says the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. So yeah, man. Till men begin to mankind begins to turn its eye inward on it on themselves, and then collectively, um, the the karmic burden of even society will be will be turned back. Oh no, man! Nothing but to love each other. Yes. All right, Jim. What do you think, brother? 
Oh, brother, that's fantastic. Oh, amen, brother. <laughs> I mean, thank you for bringing that forward tonight. I mean, it thank is. You. That, I mean, that that is ordained of the Father. I mean, you know, like you said, it started out with one thing in the beginning of the week, but it built upon each of those. And the scripture says, line upon line and precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, everywhere the word. And it just comes right into synchronization, brother. Hallelujah. I mean, thank you for that. Thank and, you. Uh, I mean, uh, we, like you were saying earlier, the obedience is better than sacrifice. You got Absolutely. these all these people out there doing these sacrificial things and rituals out there thinking that they're doing God a service. And they're not. Because none of that is meant for God. I mean, they're thinking it's meant for God, but God don't uh, have any desire for any of that. He already told us what he wanted. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Love, an open heart before him that's yeah. all it is it's love and there we try to make it into all these different things and drag it out and make it some type of an elaborate thing well if i do this god's gonna look at shine his face on me and he says first of all he says he's no respecter person he ain't gonna do no more for me than he would for you or for gil or for donna or or any of the others. I mean, we're all the same in his eyes. He doesn't esteem one above another. And, but we esteem ourselves. We get a little thing going on here, going on there, or we get puffed up somehow through our lives, and then we look, we start saying, hey, look at me, look at this. You know, and, it, it, and actually, the working towards the goal that we all have which is the crown of life yeah. which uh, you know there there's none of that there shouldn't be no greed there shouldn't be no anger there shouldn't be none of that but yet we have all of that and when it pops up like I was saying earlier if we just you know cast it down I'm not going to be part of that you know what I'm saying? I know yes. there's the pop-up in our lives. If it, if it comes to our children or somebody being angry or mean to them, I mean, we find out the situation. And if someone happened to be hurt, then we would address that accordingly. But I'm just saying. Everybody says, well, you just, just got to sit there and take it. The scripture never told us we have to sit there and take it. He says that if we don't watch over this temple, you know, I can't remember the exact thing it says in the scripture, but right offhand. No, no if we destroy this temple, no, it says the creator will destroy, destroy us. Well, the, the creator is not going to destroy us, but we destroy ourselves. Because we were disobedient to the true divine law, which is 
good, good, and very good. That's what the scripture said that God created. But then yet we look at it now in this day and time. It's bad, bad, and very bad because man's minds. And if we go back in Genesis where it says the reason destruction came on the world was because the thoughts of the minds of the men were evil continuously. And that's why destruction is, uh, how can I say, it's uh, manifesting and everything's getting out of hand because man's thoughts are evil continuously. They're blaming everyone else for everything else. and But yet at the same time, nobody's applying the divine law or the divine goodness that was shown forth from the beginning. Instead of us showing that and projecting it and standing on it, we pass it off to the neighbor down the street. And we shouldn't do that. Like it tells us, one with God is an, a majority. Amen. And if we can do that, you know, I mean, I love my wife, my children, my grandchildren, loved ones, but I also love the peoples of the world. Even though I don't know them, we're all jointly fit together. And yes. I can stand in their stead even though I don't know them because I, what we understand and know of the Father like he said, you know, we can bring it to the altar, which is the altar of our heart and mind, before that divine creator that is within us. He sees all and hears all anyway. There's no way we can get out around any of that, even if they think they are. Because he said, when we ask him for something, he said, while we're yet asking. The answer's already on the way. He already started sending it before we even asked. But see, we, we don't consciously, we're not consciously conscious of those divine laws that are already there. He tells us there is no sickness, there is no disease, and there is no pestilence. But yet, all around the earth, there's disease. There's pestilence and there's sickness. Because the thoughts of the minds of the men and women or man is evil continuously. When they pray to God, a lot of people, they're praying amiss. They don't believe that God's going to hear them. Even though they're praying, they really don't believe he's going to hear anything. because, And that's the fault of the churches which is, I think it's criminal, and they ought to be, you know, put in jail till they can really study and understand and know what it's really saying and, and repent and change the heart before God. I mean, I don't wish no man death or, or anything like that, but I'm just saying they, they need to go back to school and know the truths and the, the blessings of that divine creator. He tells us after we've done all we can do to stand, just stand there. Stand on it. Hold on to it. Don't be absolute, absolute in your thoughts and the laws of the 
divine creator. It is absolute. There's no ups and downs, sideways, right and left. It's, it is what it is. And we can't change it. His law is forever settled, he said. From the beginning to now, even into the future. He said, I am the same and I change not. Even his laws never changed. Man is trying to change him. Man is trying to fit their own, uh, how can I put it, their own greedy consciousness. Like he said, what, what they're saying is good, they're calling bad, and what they're calling bad, they're saying is good. What is good is bad, and bad is good. They're doing the opposite, and it's not, it's, it's not like that. But yet, those of us that are seeking and know the truth, we stand on it and move forward. But there's a lot that don't because the doctrines of the, the so-called churches out there that's why they're being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It changes every, seems like every few months or every year or two. And they, <laughs> they don't know which ends up anymore. And we need to be, we need to be the epistles to be seen of men like the scripture tells us. He says, I want, I want my word to be, you know, written in the tablets or tables of your heart not on the tables of stone. It's a spiritual book. It should be written in our in our mind and in our heart. Not in a even though it's in a physical Bible, they can change that. They are That's they've right. done it several times. Not to written on tables of stone. He, in other words, he's talking about like the Bible and other things. That can be changed. That's a literal thing. But, there, I mean, there's just so much there. We are spiritual beings of light and a coat of skin so that we can be seen of men because you can't see something that's invisible. So he created this temple for us to dwell in to where we can see each other and participate with each other and love one another and be part of one another. But the so-called family system of the world had other ideas. They wanted to usurp authority over everyone and anyone to prove that they're better when it's not. And that turned into greed, to hatred, to all these, you know, unfathomable things. It shouldn't be that way. That's why when I, you know, am meditating and in my thoughts and stuff, I say, you know, let the meditation of my heart, and, you know, the, be acceptable in thy sight, Yahweh. That, you know, that I stand in perfectness before you. And the scripture tells us to be perfect for he is perfect. Everybody says, while you're here, you can't be perfect. That's a lie. Man don't want no one to be perfect. They want them to be flawed. That's how they get away with what they're doing. And they can justify their own doings. 
true love casteth out all fear. Oh, well, maybe they're going to find out what I did. Oh, maybe they're going to find... No, 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 no. There's nothing hid that won't be revealed, the scripture says. So if we're honest and true before ourselves, like the scripture says, you know, be true to yourself and then you can be true to God. The reason that statement is that way, because when you're true to yourself, you are true to God because the very God lives within you. We cannot have life without God not being in us. That's why the so-called analogy says, I and the Father are one. When you see me, you see the Father. We are one and the same. We can't be separated. He sticketh closer than a brother. And your brother has your own genes. He sticketh closer than that. He's your very breath you breathe. Stay alive. I mean, it's it's a, everything that you brought forth tonight, Michael. Uh, I mean, it's all there if we just care to open our hearts and minds to see and receive. And be, when I say believe, we have to more than believe. We have to know. Amen. Because... When, you know, everybody says they believe and they don't even know what we're talking about. That's right. But if we have the knowing and the only the only way we're going to know is by applying it and doing it. That's why you're saying earlier, obedience is better than sacrifice. The joy of Yahweh or the Lord is my strength. How am I going to get the joy of the Lord if I don't apply it and do it and understand and know it? That's the only way I'm going to get the joy and the strength and the happiness and the blessing. Because I know that I know that I know it is absolute, absolute, absolute. And I can stand. I can state my life upon it, and because it it is there. No matter if the whole world says, "Oh, you're wrong," and try to make you feel bad, if you just do all you can do and just stand and hold on to that. Oh, believe me, talk about moving mountains. The Creator will move the universe and the world for you, brother. Without any hesitation. Because the divine creator essence that we call God. And he says if you. And that it, even the name God doesn't give him justification. Because if we can name it. That isn't it. It's even greater than that. They used to. In ancient times they said they prayed. He who has no name Because they couldn't name it We just use the concept of God But like you hear people all the time say Well you got God You take the word good And take one's O out of it And it becomes God Or God is good 
you know, the devil is evil. And, and all evil is living life backwards. The thing is that we just need to, how can I say, it says that the curtain was rent, the veil was rent, that we should be able to walk through and see clearly. Get rid of all that high-minded things from the churches, from what people say they're, what I mean by is the old doctrination. We have to, if we don't get rid of it, it it's going to take us out. And even in the scriptures, it says, you're like sheep being led to slaughter. People go every Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, all it's doing is making the ministers that much more wealthier and and if you look on television, you're finding they're doing all manner of evil. They're finding out that they're in hotels with prostitutes and all kinds of other things out there. But when they come to church on Sunday, they're up there with their tie on, looking with their head up, you know, professing to be holier than thou. He says to trust no man, don't put no faith in a brother. And what I mean by that, men are, we're all uh, fallible. Foul, we, we mess up. But the, the creator is perfect, absolute, and true. We can, like they say, you can, you can take it to the bank. I don't mean a literal bank. But you, can, <laughs> you can take it and know that it is that way. He said at any time, like he was the analogy, if you even just but dash your foot against a stone, that he would have his messengers or angels lift you up. And I believe that. Look at those people. I think you've talked about it before, Mike, about the the people, an old, an elderly woman, somebody had a car wreck or something like that and they were trapped in it an elderly woman comes up there and jerks the door off a metal door with hinges jerks it off the the car and saves the people that are in it now if that ain't God I don't know what is with God everything is absolute and if we, if we are in right standing with that divine eternal creator essence or source or whatever you want to call it, which is in us that's how powerful oh man that's how powerful we are we have the very god in us mankind and we act like we're paupers on uh in a in a trash heap right we should be able to walk with our head held up high. I'm not talking about with arrogance, but just knowing that you know God is in me and I in him. him. And he says nothing, absolutely nothing shall be impossible unto us. But how many of us really, truly, absolutely, really broke it down and thought about it? I said, God, you know what? No matter 
if I hear up the state of Texas and Hawaii too, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on what you said and I'm not taking no for an answer. Because you're absolute and the scripture says you're not a man that you should lie. The only way he's man is in us in this temple. But as the true omnipotent all that is. I mean, he's everywhere present at the same time. There's no place we can go that he ain't. You can't escape God. Amen. But he did it all out of love. Everything that's done is out of love. But how many times when something goes wrong, people say, you know, I don't know why God did this to me. I don't know why he let me. You know, and that that is BS. They let it happen to themselves. They're the ones that let God down. God didn't let you down. And even through all that, you know, you ever heard that story of the footprints in the sand? Mm-hmm. You know, he said, you know, the guy's asking God, he says, God, I don't know what's going on. He said, you know, in the, the hardest part of my life, the, the, you know, all the trials that I had to go through, where were you? He says, I, all I seen was one set of footprints. The guy was thinking it was his footprint. And that divine creator comes back and says, no, no, son, my dear son. That's where I picked, picked you up and carried you. And if we really look back at some of the things we did past tense, and I'm not saying look back, but think back. If that if God did not carry us through, do you honestly think that we would be where we're at now? Right. And I'm I'm just saying what's on my heart because it's absolute truth that that Almighty we we cannot give that eternal presence the the worship and the praise and the the glory that's due him because of our own limited thinking. You know, because he says his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than ours. And his ways are past us finding out. It takes time, maybe eons and eons of time to really get a grip on that eternal creator. He gives us knowledge and bits and pieces as we go along to strengthen us and build us into that perfection that we're to be. Whether it be this lifetime or like you were saying earlier, Michael, you know, 150, 200 lifetimes ago. He's going to make sure that we get it right. He said not one of us are going to be lost. He says, but we just can't outwardly go out there and tell them all that. Because they'll just sit on their hind end and not do nothing. It might take them 50 billion years to get to where they need to get. When it, If they would have just did what, what we're supposed to do, it, it could have happened a lot sooner. That's why he's telling us obedience is better than sacrifice. It, it, it's, just, it's just a mighty thing. 
And brother, I, I really am blessed what you brought forward tonight. I mean, it touched my heart in uh, a lot of ways. Uh, y'all be played. Y'all be praised, man. Yes, sir. This is what I believe he meant when he said, come let us reason together and, you know, you know, come together to where we can share the word and, you know, to hear it and really absorb it. Because that's, that's what moves us inside. That's what I tell people. I'm coming from my perspective, what I've come to know over the years in my studies and what Yava has shown me and things like that. And, I, you know, I, like people say, well, you can't make me. But I said, I'm not here to make anybody believe anything. You know, it's your choice. I'm just sharing what the divine eternal has done for me. From my perspective, that's all I can do. I'm not here to twist your arm, stomp on you, scream at you, holler at you. You know, I just hope that through what the testimonies that I'm given, that the spirit within you, that something sparks within your spirit and causes you to go check out what we're saying. That way, because when you see it for yourself, you ain't going to need anybody else because you're going to know and you're going to believe yourself before you will anyone else. Man. And with that, brother, I, you know, I love y'all, and I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back to you so you can, I didn't mean yeah. it. It just, it just something that was there that I had to say. No, that's wonderful, man. Thank you. There, I, I wanted to, I, I got went back and looked at uh, Isaiah 4.1, and I'm going to read 4.1 and 4.2 again. Amen. But this time, based on what you just said, and let the listener hear that when it's talking about the one man that these seven women are aspects of your soul, the seven women are seven aspects of your soul, and the one man that they're going to grab a hold of is the Son of God that is resident within all and is all. That's why true religion, true religion, is only between two persons, and that is God, the all in all, and you. Amen. So when it says, let's read it again, and let's read it now with understanding that these seven women are now seven aspects of your soul, and the one man is, at this point, you've been purified You've taken your personality, the me, to the cross, and you've now entered into the true understanding that you are the divine Son of God, that you are a Son of the Most High. And let's listen to verse 1 and verse 2. And in that day, seven women will take hold of one man, saying, and when they say seven women are going to take hold of one man, we're talking about a divine marriage between your soul and uh, the Son of God, which is your spirit. All right? It, it is God manifest. All right? So seven women will take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. 
only let us only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach we have we are the prodigal we are the prodigal sons we left our first estate and we've fallen seven spheres to the earth and seven levels of soul progression or regression to the earth but at this at this verse we have now returned back to mercy and we are ready to enter into unity into this marriage this mystical marriage and at this point we're called the branch of the lord okay remember i am the vine and ye are the branches yes the pastor would tell you the branch of the lord is the messiah and i'll tell you that you are the branch of the lord for he said Ye are all children of the Most High God. So let's read it. Isaiah verse four, chapter 4, verse 2. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. Now let's break it down. Earth is flesh consciousness. Earth has to do with your mental faculties and your physical faculties. The fruit of the earth is um, different from the fruits of the spirit. But what he's saying is, is there's been peace now between the carnal mind, the Esau, the brother Esau, and the spiritual mind, brother brother Jacob. There's now peace in the tent. And the fruit of the earth, the earth, uh, or Ishmael, is no longer the wild ass. No, just the opposite uh, has become the servant, and that's why Jesus rides the donkey into uh, into Jerusalem, the city of peace, because that wild ass has now become the servant. All right, so the fruit of the earth will is excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. Well, hold on a minute. Escaped of Israel? What are we talking about? Are we talking about a people here? That's impossible because no one knows who Israel is today. So we're talking about quote in quote spiritual Israel. But here's the problem. Spiritual Israel has fallen asleep and has gone into a state of what's called the dead in Christ. Okay, so those who are escaped of Israel, this cannot be talking about um what I'm what I'm trying to say here is Israel here is can't be talking about um, the true church. Rather, the escaped of Israel are, are those that have escaped the bondage system of the church system and have gone out into the wilderness. And so let's uh, let's look at the Ouroboros for a second. Remember the snake eating his own tail. Yes. The Ouroboros is this age, uh, if you want to call it the one verse or the universe. So look at look at this one here at Revelation 12. By the way, Revelation 12 is the – that, that chapter in the Bible encompasses more time than any other chapter in the entire Bible, all right? But, but look at verse 12. Uh, excuse me. Uh, chapter 12, verse 6. 
And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there, okay, uh, 1,203 score days. Well, don't worry about the um, the date. We won't get into that, how many days. But notice that this woman, and this woman can represent the true ecclesia, or it can represent a single man or woman who has come to know the truth and has separated themselves from the Babylonian system and gone into the wilderness and has placed their, uh, with humility, has placed their trust in God and said, I am no longer going to rely upon other men or other women to to teach me this, that, and the other. You know, I'm going to rely upon your benevolence. Teach me. Now, don't get it wrong. If you ask for something, let's say, for instance, you ask for understanding of what the, what it means, what these purification spheres mean, and how you should purify yourself. If all of a sudden a book comes into your cognizance, then you asked for it. There it is. Okay. <laughs> so, but you're not gonna you're not going out actively and sitting at other people's feet. Um, almost in idol worship of these other people. Rather, you you understand that you've gotten away from uh, spiritual Israel. Remember, the, the Scripture says, Israel did not obtain that which he sought. Only the elect obtained, and the rest were blinded. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so count yourself elect of God given eyes to see and ears to hear as you go into your meditation and you say, speak, Lord, or you open your eyes to the reality and you see past your senses and say, okay, I can see now the spiritual uh, um, understanding what stands back of what, I am, what I'm looking at. And, and now I understand uh, this having to do with my own um, self, it's mirroring back to me. Okay, this is what I need to do, and do it. Whether or not it's forgiveness. Uh, remember the the scripture says before you can come to the to the altar, if you've got any ought with any of your brother, go quickly and make it right. And um, you know that means if you got to forgive them or you got to restore equity, whatever, go quickly and do it, and then come back to the altar. Amen. Because the only thing that's Keeping us separate is us. It's our own uh, karmic debt which keeps us separate of God. And we, we have got to be about that work. And we do the work because we have faith. And uh, don't let some priest tell you that just because you no longer hold to the tenets of the, of the modern church that you've lost your faith. Horseshit. They've just lost. Pardon my French. I'm sorry. I get a little carried away. You got to say what you got to say. Hey, that's all right. But uh, you've they've lost their bounds on you, and uh, and you have gone out into the wilderness where you should find a place. Now get this: you you should find a place prepared of God for you. In other words. The Father saw you coming a long way off. 
Oh, the moment that you started on the turn, he was like, here here he comes, baby. Let's prepare a place for him. And now let's check this out. Let's keep on reading down here around uh, verse 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. So you think Noah's flood is something that happened thousands of years ago? Wrong. The moment that you turn and you repent and you turn back to Father's house, man, you are going to be flooded with ideas that are going to attempt to confuse you or attempt to distract you or lure you back into self. How dare you turn away from self? Don't you know that we have to take care of this body? You know? All right? The serpent is going to try anything, and it can, in its power. And the world system is going to try anything and everything. Okay, look at look at today. Look at how the serpent has cast the, water, the flood out of its mouth. Okay, you say to yourself, I don't want nothing to do with the uh, the world systems. Okay, I'm completely disenfranchised. Don't call me Republican or Democrat. I don't want nothing to do with it. Okay, but but you see the lawlessness in the street, and it's sucking you back in because lawlessness is no good and and you and you say god i don't want to get sucked back into this and yet you find yourself your mind contemplating the the lawlessness that's happening in the street and what's being allowed and 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 you're trying to okay well you're you're caught between the two pillars the hegelian dialectics and where you know recognize it recognize that the flood that's being cast out of the out of the serpent's mouth is a flood of lies, or if you want to call it the smoke from the bottomless pit is the smoke of deception and and the lies and the deception is there to catch your mind to catch you in the trap to to, to lurely lure you into a false reality and now listen now listen to this at verse sixteen, and the earth helped the woman. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Well, the earth is not physical earth. It's, it's flesh consciousness. And look, look at what's being uh, propounded upon the, upon the earth today, that we're all in this terrible pandemic, this virus that could kill every one of us. Well, it does appear that the earth is helping the woman. Because even the doctors of this age are coming out and going, this is horseshit, all right? <laughs> uh, this is just a bunch of lies. And and yet the political, um, uh, the serpents, the political serpents who are vying for to court your soul, your, your Eve, you see, that are vying to court your soul, are, are trying to court you from the perspective of, you need us to keep you in a state of constant fear. So you don't need that. That's a lie. Okay, just go, go to your true husband. Return to your true estate. Go, go to uh, Hosea chapter two verse sixteen, and realize that they, in in that day you shall call me Ishai, and Ishai means husband. All right, because that's that. And, and let's go to verse seventeen. And the dragon was angry with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. 
we know that the, the commandments of God are to love each other. And that and we know that the that the testimony of Jesus Christ is that he is that Jesus Christ is the perfect idea of man in God and that we are not going to lift up another man and begin to worship another man. Rather, we are going to hold that up as the perfect way, and we're going to walk in that way. That's what it means to keep the testimony of Jesus Christ. Well, of course, anybody that walks that way is going to stand in opposition to the current church-state system, which pretty much dictates that you need us. I mean, hell, they've got a media that runs 24-7 to basically get it in your mind that you need us. And in fact, that's a lie. You need God. You need to, to learn who you are. You need to come to the realization that you are a son of God. You are a child of God. And that what you need to do is look within yourself and become self-conscious, become self-aware of you in the world and that the world is your mirror mirroring back. And through faith, through faith, you put your faith into action. That's what you need to do. Because remember, it says that to the serpent, it, it was said, you can go down and you can sting all those who do not have the seal of God in their forehead. Well, listeners and friends, we all have the seal of God in our forehead. We know the truth. We have and keep, we have the commandments of God and we have the testimony of Jesus Christ. We, we have that seal. And the serpent cannot sting us, period. They can try, and we can look out and see it, but he can't sting us. He cannot hurt us. Says he can't even touch one hair on our heads. So there ain't nothing to be afraid of when we look out in the streets and say, well, i got to pick up a gun and start carrying a gun wrong. No, no. You're rolling with the ever-living. So... You don't need all that. And um, what we need to do is just become more aware of our world and our daily interactions with people. And, and what I mean by that is look at what people are giving back to us. What are they mirroring back to us? And then we can look past what the senses are telling us. And we can say, okay... If I can look and I can see the Son of God in in another human being, and look past the senses, look past their status, look past their physical uh, whatever presence, and look and see the see if you can find the Son of God. And what is the Son of God showing me? And all of a sudden, humanity, the, the love of God comes forward through humanity. The love of God, all of a sudden, humanity becomes our mirror. And the, and the love of God helping us and raising us up as little children, so to speak. Even though we may be, you know, I'm 51 years old. I still, I consider myself as a little child in, in, in my father's house. 
And I see the love of God helping me, teaching me lessons, raising me up. Uh, yeah, man. I don't want to beat that horse to death, but it's really beautiful. It's Amen. really, when you see that love, it really touches you because it shows that, yes, God there, God is there. Hallelujah. We don't have to be afraid. No, sir. Jim, uh, I see we got a couple of callers in here. What do you think? Uh, if you're ready and I'm ready. Okay. Well, let's so, see what puts on mine. Hey, man. Maddie. Hey, brother. Hey, I'm good, man. I was late to the call tonight. Um, <laughs> I was, um, well, my mom, she, uh, she, she went to the grocery store and, and uh, she called me and she locked her keys in the car. So, so I took off and <clears throat> went and helped her uh, get her car unlocked and get back home. And I was helping her with dinner. And then I, I went in there and was messing around on the music stuff. And then I encountered a, uh, well, I was actually doing good. I was onto something. And then my computer started freaking out. And it had me so frustrated and I was just, um, just intently, just, just completely enthralled in that. And then I looked down and got your text. I was like, oh, my God. So <laughs> anyway, I hate I missed the uh, <clears throat> beginning of that. But, man, what you were saying, Michael, um, it, how he uses humanity – show his love and I'm going to tell you right there that is um that is spot on I was talking with mom just yesterday I think it was we were reminiscing about um you know when I was a when, when I was a child and my parents you know were singers and they before they went with the Gethsemane Quartet um Mom was just talking about how, you know, we just, we didn't have anything. We had nothing. And um, dad was doing everything he could. He was making like $150 a week um, working for a, a, a music company. He was selling pianos and he was bringing in 150 bucks a week. And that was, that was it. And I was probably, uh, I was about three years old. And, and anyway, long story short, she, um, she was talking about how when Penny and Floyd Andrews, um, hired my mom and dad to come sing with them. And that first Christmas, uh, we, we went over to their house and had dinner and it was a yearly thing, but it was the first time that we were there. And, um, mom said, you know, we didn't have any Christmas. She said, I, I got you. She said, I, I think I bought you a, a GI Joe. And she said, that was the first present you opened. And he, she said, you were, you were just so enthralled with it and so excited, you know? And she said, well, you know, that was, that was it, you know, that was going to be your Christmas. And we had dinner and then she said, Penny and Floyd, which I was there. I remember this. They started bringing out presents, and I'm going to tell you, 
it was the most amazing Christmas that we had ever had as kids. I mean, they they bought us all kinds of stuff, gave mom and dad a bonus and money, and 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 we just sat in the room and just just I was bawling because you know Floyd's been dead since I think 2000. He died in 2005. Most given man I've ever met in my life. But you know, I said to mom, I said. <laughs> it was God. It was God through Floyd Amen. that did that. Bush. It was God that worked through him. And, and you're right, Michael. He does. He mm. works through humans. He works through uh, through the the people around us. And and like you said, when as soon as you started, you know, before we even I was I was three four years old. I didn't know anything about you know. The, the concepts that we're talking about tonight, but God had that in place and knew that uh, what we needed when we needed it. And I mean to tell you, you were right on. That is absolutely true. God knows. He knew it. He knew it. He saw you coming. He saw you turning around. And uh, he, he saw me turning around because God knows I, I didn't know where I was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, but I'm just going to tell you that that is absolutely true. And it just hit me the other day that it, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't Floyd. It was God working through Floyd because there is none, there is none good, but God. Amen. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I just, I did want to share you, share that with you and, and let you know Thank that, you. uh, man, it's, it's true, bro. It's absolutely true. God will use people in your life and just know that it is God doing the work. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's been, it's been Amen, a good brother. week. It's been a good well, week. <laughs> all of a sudden, Matt, when uh, you're riding down the road and you get a thought to call somebody, you got to ask yourself, why? Where does thought come from? I mean, if I was left to my own selfish desires, I you know I just keep on doing what I'm doing, right? Right. And Absolutely. Where's this thought coming from to call somebody, right? And uh, being true to it, and um, recognizing that, uh, like what you just said, that uh, any love that we get, that we get or we receive, is God's love working through humanity or through us for humanity and and that when we come to the to the to the to the understanding that it is better to give than to receive in giving we we receive it all amen yes you're right yep. well floyd he he was a he was a i've never seen a man give and i i mean he I will say I had that example growing up was, you know, he, uh, he was a great example of, of that, of giving. And, and, um, so, but, but that just, you know, hit us both, you know, or it hit me anyway. I was like, Oh my God, that was God the whole time. And it's just, it's just amazing. I, I, I don't know why we worry about anything. I don't, I just, you know, I really don't. I sit there and I, I was thinking even to, even today I was sitting, I was sitting in the, uh, 
I was, well, I was on my way back from taking mom uh, extra key. And I was thinking, you know, if I'd have known that things would turn out okay the last time I was worried, you know, why can't I just, why don't you just relax and know that the next time you're sitting at the light thinking the same thing, you're like, wow, I, I, he, he, he brought me through that too. <laughs> it's like I spent all that, uh, all that energy, you know, worrying and thinking and wondering uh, how, you know, how is he going to do this? How's God, how's God going to work this out? Um, I know he's going to work it out, but it's just, you know, that, monkey mind that just wants to know wants to know how it's going to how it's going to work out and it's ridiculous it really is because he says i i'm willing and able to do um uh exceeding exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think amen like well you know, why, why am i going to leave it up to my my puny little mind you know why can't i just give it to god and let him do it you know and it's like, well, if it's better than anything I could ask or think, then I'm just going to let you have it, and then I know it's going to be awesome. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's like, and you were talking about that, um, you were talking about the, the serpent, you know, swallowing up the, or, or trying to go after the, the woman's seed and the flood of lies. And, and I, I'll admit, this week I started looking at stuff going on in the world and you know, next thing I know, I'm sitting there going, "My God, this is this is bad. This is really bad." You know, it's like we got to do something. What are we gonna do? You know, and it's like, no, there's nothing. There's only one thing to do, yep. and that is be still and know. You know, and and that's that's it. I mean, that is that is it. That's it. So, yeah, and. So that's what I'm putting my my uh, eyes to every day and my mind to every day, and uh, been working out here in the my little garden out here behind the house. So <laughs> I've been doing a little bit here here and there. So it's been a beautiful last couple of days have just been just just gorgeous, and oh, it's been man. nice to be outside and 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 really just know that. Um, you know, he's going to take care of his his own. He's going to take care of us. Just you know, get up and walk. Just get up and do, and uh, have fun for God's sake. Even in the stuff that you don't like to do. I mean, just know it's. Hey, we're we're doing this under the Lord, right? You know, whatever your hand find to do, yes. you know, do it unto the Lord. And that's where I'm trying to keep my mind is um, stuff that. I don't necessarily want to do. I I try to change my mind and and think, hey man, I'm gonna I'm I'm doing I'm a I'm an example. I am the son of God in the earth, you know. And hmm. so it it does kind of it does kind of change your attitude a little bit when you're rep, you know you know you're representing the Creator, and uh, how quickly you can go from from that uh, that mindset to just being, you know. Uh, in the flesh mind it just man it happens it happens so fast um you get drawn back in but uh it's just hey start back over stop cancel 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 you know 
And the more you catch mm-hmm. yourself and the more you discipline the mind, the more you, you, you go back to it quicker and you're, you know, you have, it's just, it's just like working out. It's just like working your, your right. muscles. It's right. Same thing. Same thing. So I'm working them muscles. <laughs> so, well, man, and I'm also, I mean, I'm also well, trying to eat better too. I'm really trying to, the diet and I, you know, and I know there's a physical, there is a physical aspect to it. And I kind of got off the, got off the path and started eating things I shouldn't eat. And I can really tell a difference in my mind and, and the way I feel. So I, uh, me and mom made, um, uh, I, I bought this, uh, crock about, gosh, I bet it was five, six years ago and paid, you know, paid a bunch of money. It's a porcelain crock. It's a three gallon crock. And, uh, me and mom, we, we bought some cabbage and, uh, cut that cabbage up and salted it down real good. Oh, we yeah. made us a big, big bunch of, <laughs> well, so we, we did sauerkraut. We just did the okay. sauerkraut this time. But next time we're going to do the kimchi, um, uh, for sure. But this time we thought, well, let's, let's start slow and see if it works out. And then the next time I'm going to go get some, uh, Napa cabbage and, uh, get all the other, I already got the, uh, I've got the hot, the hot pepper flakes that they use. Um, I've got a lot of the, and I got the fish sauce and I've got a lot of the ingredients, but, um, but yeah, next time I want to do some kimchi, but we made us a big old mess of sauerkraut, and uh, so it's sitting in the crock in there. And then um, bought uh, <laughs> so get this, I went to went to the store to to grab a couple things, and I saw some uh, seeded watermelons, and uh, and so I was like, man, I'm gonna grab one of them because you know it's hard it's hard to find seeded watermelons. Yeah. I mean, everything yep. now is you know no seeds in it. So I saw they had the seeded one, so I, I grabbed one and brought it home. And, and and mom comes home and she bought one too. <laughs> so we didn't tell, we didn't talk to each other. She she said, "I got us a I got us a watermelon." I said, well, I, "I bought one too." So we've been eating the eating the the heck out of this watermelon, and uh, you know, trying to get trying to get our meals set to where we can you know we can eat some good stuff and uh, i've got some good uh the sea moss i got it uh fixed today so yeah man got to clear that mind got to clear it out well that sea moss is great for you man you just let it swell up and then put it in a blender you're good to go you know oh man that stuff is the greatest thing it you know as far it's got i think it's like 90 96 of the 102 vitamins and minerals, uh, I mean, it's got it's got everything. It's got the iodine. It's got you know a lot of stuff that you can't find anywhere anywhere else. And not only that, but I was taking these supplements from this company, and um, I uh, I looked at this sea moss here, and it's one. It was this one um, supplement I was taking. And it was out the red, you know, the algae and the, you know, the blue-green algae and, and all that stuff and kelp and all this. Well, I, it was costing me, I was paying like 60 bucks a month for that one supplement. Hmm. And this thing, I mean, I, I get a whole pound 
of this sea moss for a hundred bucks and it lasts i mean my whole <laughs> our whole family can eat off of it for three months so Easy. I mean, <laughs> you talk, just yeah. a teaspoon swells up to about half of a cup you know exactly and all you need is a tablespoon a day so what i did is i uh i made it in the blender and then i poured it into um I, I just took some ice trays and just poured it into an ice tray and then put it in the freezer and so each each of those cubes is a tablespoon well that's the serving for the day so oh, wow. i just take a little ice cube out and it'll it'll keep it'll keep longer because it only keeps in the in the refrigerator for about two weeks you'll have to you got to eat it before two weeks it'll go bad but you can freeze it and put it in the freezer and uh, an ice cube is a, is a tablespoon so i just throw that in a smoothie in the morning or, or i'll just throw it like say if i make oatmeal i just throw it in the oat like one little cube in the oatmeal and uh you're good to go so yeah <laughs> so and then that sauerkraut i mean there's your probiotics i mean that's that's all you you know that's it and you don't need i mean you need basically um a couple forks you know take you a forkful and couple couple bites out of it and that's your uh, you got your enzymes and your probiotics uh for the day so talk about saving money i mean you don't need to buy all these supplements i mean there's there's uh there's some out there that that are you know it's good to have but but for the most part you can get everything you need just from just from food that grows out of the ground man <laughs> oh you're right i mean you get you some brown rice and i mean we we in this country we're so spoiled it's unbelievable i mean we could easily eat easily uh, fill our bellies with two dollars a day and be full of everything that we need to sustain ourselves but for some reason oh, yeah. you know, we've got to have the very best you know <laughs> right man right it's like yep. what i mean I, i'm always reminded uh in the scripture where it talks about you you've uh uh it says you you've become fat right you know yes you're right fat yeah, I mean, you're just, you guys are just swolled up. Y'all are just a bunch of fat asses. <laughs> <laughs> That's Deuteronomy 32. Injection yeah. run, whack, fat, and kicked. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good time, Charlie. That's it, man. Hey, I, hey and I don't, I don't get me wrong now. I, I do like a good meal. I mean, it's, um, I've been watching a bunch of, it's so weird. I've been watching videos of these like michelin chefs and watching them prepare like they were my god they were they were i love sushi i just i can't get enough of it and i know some people don't like it but i was watching them prepare this fresh fish and watching them how they do it i mean i'm just salivating looking at the phone i was like there ain't no way i can afford that right now (laughs) but but uh i enjoy it but uh but you're right we that's just you don't have to you don't you don't need it you know we don't we don't have to have it to survive it's not something that uh you have to have and you know when when he says i you know i'm the bread you know man shall not live by bread alone um and uh and that's true but our our flesh just man it gets addicted to stuff you get used to something you get used to i said years ago um you know, if they shut Starbucks down, we're going to have riots in the street. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not far away. 
I wasn't far off. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> I couldn't believe off. it when they opened Starbucks. I was like, this will never go. You know, who's going to who's gonna spend $2 for a cup of coffee, right? Right. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, man. I, You know, I remember when they were in, in you know, they were just in Seattle. They weren't. Um, we used to go travel out there in Seattle, and, I mean, we'd go be – my mom loved espresso, and we'd beeline for the Starbucks. And uh, when they started showing up back here, I was like, oh, my gosh, the, you know, this is this is great, man. We got, you know, <laughs> coffee from from the West Coast. But you're right, man. It, it's I, I've, I haven't been in the Starbucks in probably probably three years. I just can't do it. But me either. But I will say, I will say now. I used to when I was when I was on tour. Now I would, I'd have me a four dollar white chocolate cappuccino. Did you get a mini skirt with that too? Uh, you know, I used to tell oh. my brother he'd order a, a white chocolate skinny vanilla with whipped cream. I'd say it comes with a mini skirt. Now you want that as well? You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I kind of what I did was uh, to make it not so sweet because I didn't I didn't really like it sweet like that. I'd get the big one, and I'd have them put an extra shot. So there was like four shots of espresso Ooh. in this white chocolate mocha. <laughs> it's the one that my heart is even. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you. But uh, yeah, those I, I I quit that a long time ago. I was when I found out it's like. One of those has like 900 calories. I was like, oh. good lord, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. So yeah, I cut that out. But but anyway, well, man, I've I've uh, I hate like I said, I hate I missed. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to uh, uh, your 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 discourse um, from earlier. But sure have enjoyed being on here though. Well, thanks for coming. Man, we're happy to yeah, have brother. you. I see Gil and uh, Donna in there also. Hopefully, does either one of y'all have something y'all would love to share? Guys, go ahead, brother. Hey, um, you know, um, I just, I just want to, you know, I, you know what I what I see tonight is just beautiful. Um, it's um, you know hearing hearing Jim and Maddie and MJ talk. Um, it's neat to see you know their individual lights um, shining, and um, and it's just wonderful to be around. And so I I'm, I'm really grateful for it. And and. I don't know what I wanted to say. I had, I had some stuff I wanted to say. Um, um, I was um, listening to what you guys were saying, and I, for some reason, earlier this week, I had some some verses um, opened up um, on my phone, and it kind of, you know, it's going to go hand in hand, I think, with what we were, what was being discussed uh, tonight, um, and. And you know it. Um, well, anyway, this is what I'll read. I'll just read some verses if it's okay with you. Um, Go ahead. 
uh, you know, I think the when I was listening to this, it was I saw a lot of um, you know how easy it is to think and limitations and and um, how little man can think of himself. Um, they're, they're, they're so small and they're not um, they're not important you know or they just they feel lost um, and then so I you know I, I you know it made me think about um, you know um, all things are, are possible uh, to, to those you know to those who believe and and I found some some scriptures um, that, hmm. that if we would just believe the unbelievable which is which is you know christ is is in us we just we have to find him and you have to yep you, you know you have to go get move move out of the way um and so you know it, if all things are possible i mean there's no limit to to the word all if these are you know the words of god and so you know there's scriptures that that relate um there's several scriptures that relate which um, I'd like to read um, that all relate to um, these unlimited possibilities. At Matthew 19, 26, is, uh, it says, uh, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them with men, uh, This is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And then in Luke 137, uh, For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Philippians 4:13 it says I can do all things through Christ in which strengthens me and in Mark 10:27 uh, and Jesus looked upon them saith with men it is impossible uh, but not with God for with God all things are possible in Mark 9:23 Jesus said unto them if thou canst if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth and in uh, Matthew 17:20, <clears throat> and Jesus said unto them, "Because of your unbelief, for verily I say to you, if ye have faith, uh, a grain of the mustard seed, uh, ye shall say to the mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, for it shall move, remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you." And in Isaiah 41:10, "Fear thou not." For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Ye, I will help thee. Ye, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And in Mark 11:24, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have. Amen. And in Luke 18:27, I just have a few more. I'm sorry. Uh, and he said, and he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And in Jeremiah 32, 17, uh, ah, ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and stretch out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. In Romans 8, 31, we shall see then and say, to these things if God be for us who can be against us and this is a couple more I know that thou canst do everything and that uh, no thought can be 
with Holden Sunday. That was Job 42.2. And in Genesis 18.14, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee, according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Uh, Jeremiah 32.27, Behold, I am the Lord, God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And Isaiah 46.10, Declare the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do my all my pleasure. Problem 3.6, uh, In all thy way, acknowledge him, and he shall direct the path, thy path. And in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so if, if we can believe that we are the son of God and there's a perfect image of ourselves in that, um, that's, that's, the, that's the hurdle that... Um, that's the, that's the, what am I trying to say is that's the, um, that's the pattern yes. to believe that, 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 that scripture is about us and it's about our pattern that is obtainable through, you know, disciplining, you know, the flesh and seeking um, um, mercy from the father within you and also taking that same mercy and applying it out, you know, to mankind, the people in your life. Um, and so anyway, these are, these are just some of the things that, that spoke to me. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, I was never really into music and it's, but it's, it's, it, you know, you almost feel like you can, when everyone's talking and, you know, Maddie puts in and Jim puts in and Matt puts in, it's like, it's like, um, it's just, it's like God music, if that makes any sense. It just, it's harmonious. So anyway, that's, you know, I don't really have any testimonies, but I just wanted to 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 share what was, you know, on my heart. Brother, thank you. That, uh, thank you. Y'all yes. bless you. I mean, that bless me. I know that. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gil. I want—I wanted to say that Gil sent out a, a text to me. Uh, I think it was last week. Uh, I don't know, Gil. It's been a crazy couple of days here, but uh, he sent out Psalm 91. Yeah. One of my favorite psalms, Psalm 91. And uh, we were talking about the seven spheres today, and the the seven aspects of the soul, and that how. Uh, mercy which is the the last sphere before we enter into unity that mercy in the hebrew is rakab and rakab means the womb and so we're talking about a feminine aspect and um i'll show you something here in psalm 91 i know you sent this out says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high go check me out Go check me out. The Most High is El Elyon, or just Elyon in Hebrew. Okay, think of the Most High as all in all, the totality of of God. 
what's the secret place? It's within you. It's not without you. Within you. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, the Almighty, go check me out. It's El Shaddai. And Shaddai means the double-breasted one. And so that you can really get the image here of mercy and the womb coupled with Shaddai. Shaddai is a mother who has you on her knee and is holding you and feeding you from her own breasts. That that milk of salvation. <clears throat> you will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There ain't nothing to fear, Jack. And if you, you know, if you, someone messes with Mama Bear's little baby, it's gonna <laughs> be trouble. All right. <laughs> he says in verse two, "I will say of the Lord Yad Hey Vav Hey." He is my refuge and my fortress, my Elohim, my God, in whom I will trust. You're abiding under the shadow of mercy, but you know where your trust is lodged. So see see how this is in verse 1 and verse 2 is perfect equilibrium balance between the masculine and the feminine. The perfect image of mom and dad presented to the child. Right? Yes. Dad's home. Everything's fine. But Mama, she keeps the house. Don't get it wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. Telling you, right? I mean look at a look at it look at a balanced house. Mama keeps the house. But when dad's home, the kids sleep good, man. Dad's home. All right. Surely now listen to this. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome, the noisome pestilence. Go check me out. Let's go check a look at this, this he here. It's Hebrew word 1931. And it says here, the second form is the feminine. So, see, the scribes got in here and messed with it. We're talking about abiding under the shadow of mercy abiding under the shadow of grace. Hallelujah. Surely she shall deliver thee from the snare. Now, what is this verse 4? He shall cover thee with his feathers. Okay, let's go look at it again. And you'll notice that when it says his feathers, that's Hebrew word 84. It's abra, and it's the feminine form of 83. It means feather or wing. It's the analogy, again, of El Shaddai being this, this mother uh, eagle. That's what's given to us in, uh, in um, Deuteronomy 32. And you're like a, a, um, a baby in the, in the nest. And, and the mother eagle is saying, come on, step outside of the nest and fly. And you're like, I can't fly. You know, and she said, "Come on, I, I'm gonna bear you on my wings if you fall. Don't worry, I got, I got this. Try do something. You know, the, the Church of Laodicea. Don't be lukewarm. Do something, right? So, how let's read it again. She shall cover thee with her feathers, and under her wings shalt thou trust. Her truth shall be thy shield and buckler." 
Okay, why is it her truth? Because she is Sophia. She is wisdom. It's it's this is the secret place. This is the to walk by grace. Now look, now here's the world today. Matt, here you go, man. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. It shall not come nigh unto thee. Amen. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. And when it says reward, remember, it says vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Don't you worry about tallying the balance. (laughs) Okay? He's like, don't worry. Karma, the balance will be kept. All right? Don't you worry about it. The records are kept in many places, in your soul, in the Akashic realm, and they are actually stored in the planetary realm as well. So the record is kept. So... You know, I look at it and how rough it was for me as a young boy growing up, and now I can easily forgive my dad. That's a karmic debt I had to pay. I must have been an absolute ass in one of my previous uh, incarnations, <laughs> okay? And so recognizing that, I'm like, okay, you know, um, I forgive him, right? Because... <laughs> I, I'm the one who drew it to me. You know, it's I did this to myself. That's what that's part of taking that thing. I did it to myself. But when I come under grace, verse nine, because thou hast made Yahweh Yahweh, which is thy refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh unto thy dwelling. Right? Now get this. Why? How is this possible? Well, because now you are no longer in the in the administration of the lower spirits. The spirits which have been drawn to this earth that are also fallen. Rather, you have been given over to the administration of of the heavenly angels. Your thoughts of of negation, your thoughts of helplessness, your thoughts of want or lack are going to disappear. Because he says, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Amen. I get that, man. People are also concerned about, is it wrong for me to, to, uh, to ask an angel guide for help and assistance. What did it just say here? He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thy dash thy foot against a stone. Oh, yes. Now, get this. Thou, because see, now you are free. You're free. Your free will has been ultimately return you are free to to move about the kingdom just understand that there is divine law and remember when he told the woman caught in adultery hey where are your accusers woman but now go forth and don't sin anymore because you know you're 
if you if you sin again, you're just going to bring it right back on your own head. You, in other words, no one's accusing you. It's your sin that accuses you. So if you're dwelling in, in grace, you're dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty, in other words, dwelling in mercy and grace, it says you are free. It, these systems, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Now think about that. Satan, Satan, or the carnal mind, it says, roams to and fro in the earth, seeking whom he should devour. And the dragon, think about your um, the analogy of what we talked about at the beginning about uh, Andromeda and uh, how Perseus had to go to war against the dragon. This is yourself, the ego, the personal me, which he says, pick up your cross and follow and follow me is a way of saying you've got to take that ego, that personal me, and that's got to go to the cross. He said, you're going to tread on that, right? Because you're now abiding in grace. Because, 14, Matt, here you go, Matt. Because he, set, he has set his love upon me. Because he set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Come on, man. He don't know his name is Jesus, Yahweh, or Yahweh, or however you want to say it. He knows the way. He has the testimonies of Jesus Christ. He knows the way, and he keeps the commandments of God. Yes. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Shua. I will show him my Shua. Hosea. My salvation. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Mm, that's amazing. And you, That's amazing. You know, earlier, Michael, when you were talking about... Uh, laying it at the altar yes sir and things like that when we when we you know right the wrong that we did like you said whether go take care of what you have to go you know forgive your brother and you know make it right with them then come to the altar the reason we have to do that is because when we do that and love our neighbor as ourself and forgive our fellow man for their, uh, how can I put it, shortcomings, then we can go back and have a clear conscience before God. And it says, if your conscience does not condemn thee, then you have power with God. Amen. And that's why we have to, when we would love our brethren and stuff like that, or we might not be understanding correctly, like he says, we hear things that, you know, might not be exactly what we heard. And we see things that, which actually wasn't what was seen. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You see, but you don't see, and you hear, but you don't hear. It's just from our perspective or our view from where we're at, 
we didn't actually see what was really going on. We just, within ourselves, um, come to a conclusion, you could say, which might not be a correct conclusion. That's why we have to, you know, make sure of the things that we're doing and why we're doing them. But when you were saying that about, you know, bring it to the altar, we have to have a clear conscience before that divine creator. Because if we don't, we're, we're weighted down. And you were using the woman committed, you know, caught in the act of adultery. And the Messiah teacher said, well, where's your accusers? He said, I have none. He said, neither do I condemn thee. He had, uh, he had, uh, you could say mercy, but he had to clear that consciousness in that woman from guilt. From the weighing down of that guilt. He had to free her and open her up to where she's able to receive the good and the blessing from that divine creator. Everything that you just read in the 91st Psalm. I mean, it's all there. God don't hold sin against us. We hold it against ourselves. Amen. Because deep down within ourselves, we know what is right and what is wrong. But the system from our youth up has told us all these other things and we listen to them, which got us further off the path. They said we were, they were helping us get on the path, but if you really look back, there were some good things in there, but a lot of it was negative and it wasn't right. And even the scriptures tell us, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction and death. And uh, that's why, uh, you know, I'm checking and checking and double and triple checking myself all the time. Because I truly, with every fiber in my being, want to know and obey the divine eternal truth that set forth from the beginning by the eternal creator. You know, and I mean, I know none of us are perfect, but we're doing our very best to, you know, to meet that mark when he tells us, you know, be ye perfect for I am perfect. You know, we need to, we need to, we need to obtain that goal too. Amen. If if you guys have your uh, e-sword available to you, or if you don't, please go look up sometime this week. Go pull up Psalm 91, verse 16. I want you to see it with your own two eyes. It says, With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I want you to go look up that word salvation. To the, to the Hebrew scholars here, um, Jesus in the New Testament, is it not Yeshua, Yehoshua, right? Yehoshua, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. You could say Yeshua if you want, right? Mm-hmm. Well, go look up that word. It's Hebrew word 3444. And don't take my word for it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you anyway. That word is Yeshua. 
So he's saying, with long life will I satisfy him and show Yeshua. In other words, you're going to come to know that you are a divine, a divine son. You might say that we are all brothers in that way. And if you want to take it to form in the flesh, we can say brothers and sisters, but you understand what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not considering the form in the flesh at this point. Mm. All right. Because clearly they asked, hey, um, about marriage in the heavenly realm, and he said they're not given to marriage, so there is no brother and sister in the heavenly. It's just, that's why it's, it's all masculine from that perspective. It's just an analogy so we can understand. But I want you to say something. In Hebrew word three four four four, it's it's Yeshua, and go check me out. It it is the feminine passive participle of three four six seven, which means Yasha, and Yasha means to save, but or to get victory, but or something that is saved. But notice Yeshua here is the feminine passive participle. So you you have to rightly divide the scriptures here. And now you can really kind of understand why uh, St. Paul could write, I wish to present you to Christ, Christ is the totality of the Godhead, as a pure maiden. And when you go and you look up pure maiden, it's clearly, you know, saying a, a, a virgin, a maid virgin, right? He's, he's presenting... He's presenting us as the feminine side to to the masculine side. But notice here, Yeshua is shown to be feminine to the masculine of the entire Godhead. So that's why later he could say, the woman is under coverture of the man, the man is under coverture of Christ, and Christ is under coverture of God. So everything is in God. It's really kind of neat when you see this because, and all of this is within you. <laughs> he says, look, I'm going to show you, if if you come to grace, if you come to mercy, I'm going to show you salvation. I'm And, and now go look at the, the, the totality of this word, Hebrew word 3444. I mean, it, it contemplates Deliverance, victory, prosperity, health, you know, welfare. You know, you're done worrying. Your worrying days are done. And Or, or like saying, okay, I, I just made a killing on some business deal, and I, you know, made a couple of million. I don't know what, what a killing is to you, but um, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, got any, I don't have any worries. Well, now, hold on a minute. If that's where you place your faith, you got plenty of worries. Because where are you going to invest it now? <laughs> right? Where, you know, I mean, if the faith is not in the shadow of the Almighty dwelling in the secret place, the so-called cleft of the rock, then you got plenty of worries. Right? But when we dwell there, when we dwell in mercy and we dwell in grace and, and we dwell in the understanding that the true religion is the recognition that there are only two persons in the Bible. Two persons, period. And that is God 
and humanity. And that's it. Everything mm-hmm. else is teaching you aspects of this relationship. And humanity, therefore, is um, ultimately the symbol of Christ. Because, remember, Christ is in God, so therefore Christ would, would in the analogy, uh, play the feminine role, which is why it says here, um, I will show him my salvation, and that word 3444 is feminine. It's coming to a much higher relationship uh, with what is real, finally. Instead of Israel, it's what is real. <laughs> that's, that's my own, by the way. You guys can use that if you want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's true reality. It's, yes. it's not like the illusion that the senses are telling us, but you know, we're looking past the senses, and we're looking into what is real. And you can't really know what is real until, like Matt was saying, you got to exercise it. You know, Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan were born with this incredible talent, but I guarantee it, Michael Jordan probably shot 10,000 free throws every night after after a basketball game. If you don't exercise it, then, you know, what good is it? Faith without deeds is dead. All of us, yep. All right, amen. Where's Donna? I know she's in there somewhere. I'm listening. It's good, so I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) What's on your mind? Well, I'm aggravated myself because I never thought I would do this. I must be slipping a notch or two. I forgot it was Sunday, and I don't do that. I I said to myself, I would never forget to call it for you. I went to holler, and I said, is it Sunday? Is it Sunday? I started running. It was like 8 or a little after. And Steve said, oh, my gosh, Donna, I'm sorry. I forgot, too. He's off tomorrow, and I'm off. And you know how if you know you're going to work, everything feels different? We just got confused. I don't know what I thought it was, but I sure didn't think it was Sunday. We've been saying that all day. And I guess I got in there cooking. And some, in fact, Jim, you saved me because I so bad thought it was another night that I said, you know, I think I might look up Jim's number and call and check on him. And then I went, that's when it dawned on me. I went, oh, Steve, Steve. I was so upset. When I got in, though, in on the call, it was really, really at a good point anyway. And so I will say this for anybody out there. Don't ever not call because you think it's late. I don't care how late it is because this call, you can get something out of it right up to the nth degree, as they say. I mean, and I did. I got some I got so much meat off the bone, I'm like, wow, it was good that I came on in and didn't get frustrated because MJ was still talking and did so good. And then I got to hear Maddie. I went, oh, this is great. Then I got to hear, hear I can't talk, I got to hear Gil, which was fantastic with the scriptures. And then when you did Psalms 91, because I love that too, and I've been sending that out to everybody. I've done it for weeks and weeks now because a lot of people are still worried about the virus and all. I go, don't worry, just plain psalms 91 and it's for the plagues and when you did that commentary the way you did it oh my gosh i got so much out of it. i appreciate that so much y'all i don't know what to, but i'll i'll tell you one thing maddie resonated with me again because that story was beautiful i just love storytellers and the way he told that and the motion in his voice it just made me realize how much that meant to him and if that man could hear that he would be so proud of that that 
that after all these years, that meant that lets us know that what we do for people really does mean a lot. And this week, I think one reason, like I said, I keep resonating with Maddie. I don't know if he resonates with me, but Bertha, I know you've heard me talk about Bertha before, but Bertha was one of my daddy's caretakers that I just hired privately to come and help him. And he loved Bertha. He just loved her. And we treated him like gold, but he just did this. He said this every time she walked in. She's a beautiful, big, large, happy person with a smile on her face. And when she would walk in, she would say, how are you doing, Mr. Perry? And he'd say, fine now that you're here, Bertha. <laughs> and we would get tickled because he, he had a wonderful time with us, but he would always act like, he'd say, well, I'm fine now that you're here, Bertha. So Bertha had his heart, and Bertha thinks of us as her real family. I mean, she just does after we lost my daddy. So I always think of her, and I try to give her things and do for her, and she can call on me anytime she needs anything, and she knows it. And I always say, my daddy would want me to give you this or do this. But this week, oh, I think think about what Maddie said, how much it means to people. You can almost miss something if you're not careful, because it was a tough week. Something came up unexpectedly that we owed 1100 on something that the lawyer said he messed up on something. He said, I messed this up, told you wrong. And it was unexpected. So we were scrambling. You know, 1100 is 1100 And we're like, oh, we okay. It was to do with the sale of a house that I'm trying to sell. And so I was sort of scrambling, and I almost missed this. She wrote me, and she never asked. She doesn't outright ask for anything. But usually I get the feeling, and I'm usually on time. I almost missed this, y'all. And something got me up out of bed the other night, literally. I had just laid down to read. I went back and reread her text, and it dawned on me. I said, get up, Steve. She goes, what do you mean? I go, Steve, Bertha's hungry. She's not just needing prayer for finances like Walmart. I said, Bertha's hungry. He goes, how do you know from that? I said, she is. I said, you watch. And I wrote her. What had happened, the way her text read, usually she just prays, will you help me get unemployment? Help me do. She wrote and said, and I never said it like this. She goes, I just need extra prayer. She said, a tree in the storm fell on my baby girl's car, and the insurance won't pay. And then she went on to say other things, and I don't know what made me know it, but all of a sudden I said, they don't have enough food in that house. And that's unusual. I mean, it really is. I mean, it was weird. I texted her. I said, Bertha, do you have enough food in your house? What do you have and what do you need? Well, she's really, you know, she doesn't like to ask, just like none of us. She wouldn't tell that. She wrote back and said, I'll take anything you have, Miss Donna. That broke my heart. I go, Steve, she's hungry. And Steve didn't question me. We got up. I said, because we weren't going to sleep that moment. I said, get up. And we went in there in our pantries. I'm going to tell you something. It is more blessed to give. That's why that man did that. And that's why we should do that, because I got chills on me. You know, we could have went out and had a big T-bone steak, and I don't think we would have enjoyed that as much as we did thinking about what she needed. And I wrote her, and and she said, look how sweet she is. I wrote her and said, Bertha, do you have anything? I'm going to come over there tonight and leave you a package. She said, oh, Miss Donna, you? I said, yes, I am. And I said, do you have anything special you need? Watch this. She goes, I have a baby, uh, a grandbaby. She's seven years old, and she sent me a picture of her. That is the prettiest child you've ever seen, just smiling. She goes, well, baby girl, she tried to help me, but now the tree fell on the car. She goes, I want to give the food you bring to baby girl and her daughter. And I'm just going to cry when I tell that. I thought, oh, my God. I go, we're not going to do that. Are we going to get baby girl and we're going to get the <laughs> I said, Steve, we might not have much money right now with this love letter. I said, but look what all we got in our cupboards that we don't think about. We had so much fun. And we try, I tried to think about 
what would be good, what you would need. What? And then I thought, well, she might need some extra toilet paper. I bought some for Sam. She might need some paper towels. Oh, we had fun. We had fun. We loaded the car. I said, not only are we going to do that, I said, let's go to Walmart. I enjoyed myself because I thought, you know what? If I wanted to have something for a while, let's get her some maybe turkey bacon, some eggs, some bread. And then I asked her, what would that little girl like? And boy, she gave me a good list, like a Christmas list. And she said, you don't have to get all that, but just anything. She likes the honey bun. She likes, you know, kid stuff. So I got all that. And then we took it to her. We didn't even knock on the door. I called her and said, some of that stuff you got to put in the fridge. Don't go. And then she's in a lot of pain. And I found a place, y'all, I just have to tell you some other time, where you can get real turmeric or turmeric, however you want to say it. I'm from the South. But I buy some, like MJ, sometimes I put it in the blender, but sometimes I can't get it here. It's pricey. This place grows it, and it's organic, and they make it, and they sort of blend it for you. It's this cool stuff that's got, already got the pepper in it and some other things, and you can squeeze it out in your drinks, and it doesn't have any lead in it, where a lot of it from overseas has lead in it when, when they make it. And so I've been using it. I feel better. So I thought, I bet she would like that. So, and then her back is hurting her, so we got her a hot, cold thing that you put around your back. Well, we went home. I didn't think too much of this, y'all. But this is what makes you want to just sit down and cry. Because really, it wasn't much for us, and it, and we enjoyed it. Y'all, she has not quit writing me. And just her attitude is like a whole, I mean, just totally different human being from what it was even a few days ago. She wrote, and this made me want to cry. I told Steve, she was hungry, Steve. You don't do this if you're not hungry. Even Steve said, Donna, she was hungry. She took a picture. Oh, I threw in a can of turkey spam. I don't know why. I had it in my cabinet. And she took that turkey spam. Oh, I thought about Maddie saying how they like meat and everything. But at least I sent turkey spam, not just pork. She took that and opened it, put it on a dish, and ate it cold. And took a picture and said, Donna, that was the best spam I ever had in my life. I didn't even heat it up. That let me know you're hungry at that time of night. You open up and you eat half a can of Spam. Then she said she was going to have some in the morning with her eggs. Well, I said, well, you're welcome. I'm glad. But every few hours, I would get <laughs> I still get them today. She was like, it's Donna, I ate that honey bun. She goes, I was going to do that. <laughs> I said, well, that's okay. I put a lot more um, goodies in there for her. It was just every few minutes she was like, Thank God that you did that for me. I know God had you do that for me, just like Maddie said. And then Maddie starts on that, and I go, oh, Father, that was just awesome because I'm in the position of that man. And I got to thinking, I really, it is more blessed to give than receive. So if it meant that much to you, imagine what it meant to him and his life because he got that principle where a lot of Americans right. now, I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed of us sometimes when, when foreign people come over and, and, and I see them and I see how we behave and I go, I try to tell them, I go, we didn't used to be this way. I mean, don't even think this is the way that I was brought up or the way we were in the South. We always gave, and we, it's just sad to see things sliding. So, oh, Maddie, that was so good. That did my heart so good, because I know the reason I give is my parents. Just like, you learned to give from that gentleman. Your mom and dad were givers. And so I just, y'all, that did my heart so much good because of Bertha. Oh, I'm just so happy for her, and I thought, we, I could have missed that. It was just the way she ordered that text. It was like a normal. She was really hungry, y'all. And that's, I just, man, thank you so much for telling the story and the principles and all the things y'all have taught. It's just wonderful. I don't know, know what else to say, but that was just amazing. Wow. Bless you, Don. Bless yeah. you, Don. Bless you. Oh, no. oh, I bless you and Gil and 
and Jim and, and like I said, awesome. I miss, well, I missed some good stuff, but I can go back and listen to it. But I told Steve, I said, I'd have really been disappointed if I hadn't have called in and just waited and listened to it. Because sometimes Steve want to, mm. I don't know, during a football game back when I liked football, I'm aggravated with him, but back when I loved <laughs> football, I'm more the football person. And I kind of got him into football back whenever it was more pure or whatever you want to call it. But anyway, sometimes we would miss parts of the game and see if we want to go back and look at it. I did, but I never enjoyed it. I wanted to catch up live or, or know what. I didn't like it after it was already passed as, as well. And so something about being on this call, it's wonderful to go back and listen. And sometimes I listen to them two or three times. And you get a lot, but there's something about being part of it. And what, like, I love what Gil said. Oh, my gosh. I don't think Gil realizes some of the things that come out of his mouth so poetic. He is a poetic soul. Hey, how did he say that? This call is like music, God music. And now, you know, Steve loved that. That's how he said it, I think. Gil, mm. you just don't realize the cool stuff you say. But he said something about this. When He said when y'all chime in, all of y'all, it's like a God music or something like that. That's what you said. I'm going to go back and listen. But he's right. He's absolutely right. So thank you, all of you gentlemen. I don't like following you, actually. You're so – usually you would think thank the you. women would – but y'all are just yep. amazing. Y'all are amazing. Oh, You're the frosting and the cherry on top, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just a big fan. Like I said – Gil is the thrill on Blueberry Hill. Gil is a thrill. What do you say? I am the cherry. Well, he's the blueberry. Because every time I think of Gil, I think about that song, Blueberry Hill. Some some reason I think about it. Gil, I get thrilled with Gil. That's it. <laughs> That's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Jim, I was going to call you for some strange reason. I was just needed a fix. See, I didn't know it, Sunday. I got screwed up. And for some reason, I had thought about Jim all day. Maybe that was y'all's way of saying, look here, honey, you're running around. You, you think you're going to have a good memory. You used to. Because I thought I would never. I said, I told Steve, I shouldn't have said that. I said, I'll never forget the call ever on the Sunday night. I will always. And I'll be doggone. <laughs> but sometimes you can get to doing stuff for people and get going fast. <laughs> I didn't think I would. So i got to be more careful. Hmm. Well, y'all know if anyone needs to call, they can call me anytime, day or night. It doesn't matter. Uh, that, that's what I we're here for. It. I was going to do it, and then I realized you were on the call. I'm like, holy moly, that's crazy. Mm. But I almost called you last night, but, Jim, there's a time difference, and I'm such a night owl. By the time I always think of it, it's too late to call people. But I was going to text or call you just to talk to you and tell you I've been keeping up with Bernice. Bernice has had a... They've had a mess on that farm. They still are without electricity, but they have a generator that powered their um, refrigerators and freezers, and they're very, Gary taught them well. They're very resilient, but I wish I lived closer. That was another thing. I wish I lived closer, but with my mom and all, I can't. But she's in good spirits. They lost us. The only thing they lost, I thought they didn't have any trouble with the buildings, but they did go out to the barn later, and that whole roof came off that barn. Ooh. The whole roof. And so, I mean, all you could see was just trusses or whatever you call them up there. You, and she said, I don't think we're going to redo that. And I said, I understand. And she had a lot of books in there. So she put a lot of tarps over them and she's going to go through them. I said, oh, I bet they're good books. I said, hopefully y'all can save them. But she said, tell you hello and all of y'all. And they're hanging in there. Amen. Hmm. 
speak of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she calls me every uh, every couple three or four weeks, and sometimes a month. But okay. yeah, she says, I said, well, sister, I don't want to take you away from what you're doing. I said, uh, yeah, I told her, I said, hey, sister, I'll, I'll be on the phone with you all day if that's what it takes. I said, because uh, he said, I, she said, the reason I like to call you, she says, because uh, you and Gary, you know, every day, y'all will talk four or five times a day. And they, she says, when I talk to you, it feels like I'm talking to him. I said, well, good. you know, I appreciate that. But I, I think that's why the last couple of days I was just going to call you just just because because it does make you feel better. And I think that's why she likes to text me and say, Donna, my goodness, you text late at night. Well, she told me, and I understand that being a night person. She told me she missed um, her. She lost her sister, too, a while back. See, that's tough. And she told me she always talked to her sister by text really late at night. She loved to text her sister. And so not only did she lose Gary, she lost her sister. And see, I can't think of anybody as crazy as me that you could text at 2 or 3 in the morning. I might answer you back. I may not always. <laughs> very likely I might. Well, she sometimes, I think, wakes up or can't sleep and misses her sister and Gary. Well, I miss Gary too. And I don't like to say too much about it because I try to be strong for her because I do too. Well, she'll text me and I text back. And it's just something about that. Just she might send me a picture or something or she may audio tape the train coming through or some fogs. And so I write back and there's just something about that that I could tell helps her, you know. And and that's what you do for her because it's that connection with Gary. Because we talk almost every day too, but sometimes two or three times. But I think I was number second on as far as talking because I'm the mouth of the south. I talk to him a lot, and sometimes he would call me Jim just like he did you. And I miss this most of all because most people wouldn't ever do this, but I know he did this to you and Tommy. And I've got recordings of him on my phone. I will not erase. On and on, I've got recordings. He, I, he'll call and say, "Hey, gal." That's what he would say on my voicemail. He'd say, hey, gal, okay, what do you want? He'd say, you've rang my doorbell all day. What's going on with you? You better call me. And I would be like, sometimes I would know and say, I'm sorry, Gary, I was thinking of so-and-so. I didn't know. He'd say, I knew it. And then sometimes I wouldn't know for sure what it was. I'd say, I don't know. I'd say, what do you think? He'd say, I feel a ripple in the forest. And then we'd begin to talk and figure out what. So, yeah. But you guys are like him in the sense that you're so powerful and such strong men that I tell you what, I don't think you'll ever know the void, how much y'all feel that and how much Gary would want us to be like that. Because his whole life's work was to help people. His entire, and he left his family in good shape where they could be resilient. And see, he left y'all in place. It's like, wow. And I I go back and think about that scripture when Maddie was talking about I love the scripture where it says that if you do unto this, the least of this you've done unto me. Right. I love that. I love that. I mean, that's just, I love the fire out of that because the whole principle of that is so beautiful. It's like when he says, if you've done it unto them, if you go in jail and help them in jail or you feed them or you do, you've done it unto me. And really that's unto the Father. So how wonderful is that? 
like just knowing Bertha slept good and she was so happy. Oh, and I was worried about her. Would she take that turmeric because she's not real, you know, she's not used to all this. I said, Bertha, you got to get it down if you're hurting. I'm hurting, Miss Donna. I said, Bertha, you got to get it down. I said, it doesn't really taste that bad. It's Indian and they use it for, I explained it. She was going to put it in yogurt, and I thought, I don't think that's going to work too good. But she finally put it in tea, which is unusual, but she loved it. She said, me and baby girl actually liked it in tea. I said, good girl. I said, take it every day. Take a good tablespoon of that paste, and you do it every day. So I was really proud because she's not usually into that kind of stuff. She'll usually tell me no, but she was hurting, so she took that. So, Oh, and I missed some of that about the sea moss. But I want to know how y'all, later on sometime, if y'all have a link to where you get it, your source or whatever. I'll, yeah, I, I I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I, um, I think, Michael, I sent that to you, didn't I? You got that link to the Black and Nobel? Yeah, yeah, I I got to look that up because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I ordered mine uh, about, I think, about uh, March this year, I think it was, something like that. I want right. them so bad. Like, and I'll send Nobel. it to you. I'll, I'll send you a Black and Nobel. It's Black and Noble. I can Google it. I can it. Yeah, Seamoth Gold. Here it is. Yep, I got it right here. It's it comes now. It's kind of hard to to navigate to the part where you can get a pound of it because I think they they show it on there in like um, sixteen ounce. Uh, not 16 ounces, that would be a pound. I mean, in, in a, a smaller quantity, I think you, you have to look up how to get the, if you want to order a pound. It's kind of, the website's okay. kind of weird, but. No, actually, hey, hey um, Matt, I'm looking at it right here. It's uh, it's 19.99 for a pound. Um, here, I'll wow. tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no, leave. No, it can't leave. be. Huh? That can't be right. It's a 99. 16 ounce of really? uh, moss gold gel catalyst for perfect health. Dr. CB approved. That's the same oh, stuff. Oh, that's the uh, gel. That's no, the we, we don't want the gel, do we? Nope. No, you don't want the gel. Right. You want the, the dried stuff. You want the powder. The, the powder. You want to soak it in. Um, no, it's actually, it's dried. They oh. get it. It's coming from Grenada. Um, and they they have it in stock and it's in out of Philadelphia. Um, it's a bookstore right. up there. Um, and but it, it, on the website, you, yeah, it, it comes in a smaller um, portion. But yeah, for some reason that the website's kind of hard to navigate, navigate. to find awesome. the, the pounds. Yeah, yeah, it does. It only shows the first thing you come to is one ounce. Uh, for nine ninety nine wow. for one ounce, but I haven't Bomb found the pound yet, Matt. I'll, I'll, I, I can't remember how I did it, but we'll, I'll find the link and because oh, I think I sent, I think I sent you the link to, to the pound. Yeah, and I I just ordered off that link. That's right. Yeah. So if you find, we'll find the link, and then you can just send that link of the pound to her, so she can just go right off of that, like you did. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Because I oh, heard you talk about it. You're welcome. But I, you, I, I heard you talking about it, but I said, they might have talked more about it earlier. So I'm going to go back and listen to the call because it sounded like y'all might have. And I thought, I want to hear that. <laughs> I need that. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. It's, um, it's, uh, hold on. I actually got the, hold on. I got the 
package right here somewhere. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the great thing, Donna, it's dehydrated. So you take off a little teaspoon right. of it and you put it in the uh, distilled water, let it sit for 24 hours, and I'm telling you, uh -huh. it'll fill that glass. Okay. Oh, it does? It does? Wow. It uh -huh. yeah. then, you, then you take a little bit you off. See, I like, I like what Maddie said about putting it in the, I think he said in the freezer, in ice cube-like type order, because I used to do that with wheatgrass stuff. I had it in ice cube, the wheatgrass. Yeah. So, it's it, yeah. yeah it comes it, and that's the that's basically the daily um, dose is is basically it's a tablespoon, and and so an ice cube is about exactly the Perfect. you know it's a, exactly a tablespoon yeah, so Perfect. it's got ninety two it's got ninety two of the hundred and two vitamins and minerals the body contains. The best. Uh, it's yeah it's 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 got. I mean, it it's got so much stuff in there that you can't find in in your in the food today. Um, bromine, it's got um, iodine, great source of iodine, calcium, all the vit. I mean, just just kind of reminds you of taking dolls. Is it kind of reminds you a little bit of taking dolls? Because Gary and I are kelp. Gary and I used to order red doll or dolls yes. and kelp. It's kind of like it that. Is. It is. It is. It's a. It's it's actually an algae, and it grows in. Um, it grows along the Atlantic. It grows in you know in the ocean. But where they get it, this um, in Grenada, it has to do with the the, the sun. Um, it it's it picks up this photosynthesis from the sun in a certain way that it it, it it's just phenomenal. It's just really great stuff. I want it. Yeah. I yeah. have an idea. I have an idea. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I have an idea. It'll help your vision too. I, I just believe it. And the reason I say that, I've been giving my mama some spirulina, and she's 89. She was very worried about her vision. She said, "I'm I'm getting worried." She goes, "I can't see down at the bottom of the TV some of the letters like I could." So I've been giving her tons of spirulina because I heard that um there's a fish called the tiger fish, and he and that fish never goes blind. Has almost perfect vision. And one of the things, there's other reasons too, but one of the things is that fish eats a lot of spirulina or spirulina. So I started giving my mom that, and she told me the other day, the, the letters are getting back darker, Donna. I said, oh, good, because my eyes are getting, all of our eyes are getting <laughs> Well, I'm like, if I can help you, then it'll help me to see. So we've been yeah. loading up with spirulina, spirulina. But, but that fish is amazing because they were trying to figure out what all that fish eats. But see, I believe that sea moss would be right in there with it to help me. I'm definitely. Oh, absolutely, a a absolutely. Oh, it's it's probably the best stuff that. I found. Um, Ooh, for I mean, it, it's just got everything in it. Um, the, it'll definitely. Um, you talk about it'll help you. Your like as far as going to the bathroom, it'll make you regular. Um, it just it just helps your whole body. It helps the cellular. It's a cellular. Mm -hmm. um, it actually I'm helps. Um, it says um, uh, it's great for cleaning out toxins from the system. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just yeah. it's just great for everything. It, it just probably get rid of heavy uh, metals. And it probably helps with heavy metals. And see, Jim oh, is right. Jim, Jim knows about that selenium. I've been taking this ionic selenium. I think about Jim. I just been putting some drops in there when I do my zinc drops with my mom and Steve. We're all feeling mm -hmm. better. I go, I go, oh, we've been juicing too, though, and that's, see, if I add this, though, I always ask Yava what else Oh, yes. Yeah. I always ask Yava, though, 
if there's something going on with uh, any of us, I go, well, what do I need? You tell me what. And then, boom, you said it, and immediately I go, oh, I want some of that. I want some of that. Yeah, the selenium, selenium is um, – is is depleted from the soil. I mean, they they have just it's just been depleted. So it's not it's it's very it's not in very it's very few things have selenium left in it. I I'll think under, I asparagus. Yeah, I think it does. It does. Um, but also, I think asparagus is the one of the very few. I think it's selenium that asparagus has. Um, that's but fine. yeah, very few things on the on the earth have Maybe. you know have selenium left in it. But yeah, sea moss is is one of them. I get so excited about almost stepped on talking. Matt, about did we I order that from um, um from Amazon? Uh, no, I mean I ordered it. I ordered it from um, I ordered it from Black and Noble. Yeah, I thought I did website. too, but I can't find the. Uh, I was looking everywhere for a pound, and I can't find a pound on their website. But you're right. Hold on. I remember it took a took a lot of looking before we found it. Y'all don't go to. I think I think you put it in the link on one of the calls in one of the chats. Oh, you know what? You a few have. months back. A few months back. I don't know how to search that, but. That's okay. Let me see. Let me look it up here. I'm just happy to know the name, Black and Noble. I can get it. I can even the, like a pound. Yeah, let's see. It's um. I just get the feeling oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah, sea moss gold. It, it's a cell proliferating product. It regenerates and rebuilds most cells in the body. It contains vitamins A, C, E, K, B1, and B12. The superfood wow. contains a high content of iodine, calcium, manganese, zinc, bromine, wow. iron, and protein, considerable amounts of magnesium and sodium phosphates. Um, it's low in fat, few calories, making it ideal for bodybuilders or those who are fasting. It's a healthy mm. alternative to over-the-counter vitamin and mineral supplements because it's rich source of vegetable protein, which provides a full spectrum of beta carotene. There you go for your eyes. Chlorophyll, oh, wow. enzymes, amino acids, and fiber. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow! There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it works. So it's a, it's, you, you're gonna find out. <laughs> it, yeah. It says. Michael, I could put the green, that green drink we make, Michael. I could stick it in there. Oh, yeah. The there you go. The green, oh. the green ginger blast thing. Oh, the ginger blast. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. I'll hold a candle to that, right? I, know, I could stick that powder in there with it, and it'll really be a blast. Oh, man, this mm-hmm. thing, it says it's an emulsifier. It liquefies fat and mucus, making it and. easier to eliminate <laughs> Eliminate body fat. It's um, rich in Woo! iodine and natural sea cell salts, which means it's beneficial for iron deficiency. Anybody with iron deficiency, anemia, uh, strengthening of the glands, and balancing high or slow metabolism. It adjusts oh. water levels and eliminates water retention in and around the organs. And if mixed with flax seeds, it is good for the prostate, bladder, and all <laughs> urinary tract ailments. I mean, oh, dude. <laughs> My goodness! Oh yeah. my goodness gracious! Thank Crazy. you, man. Gave a gift to you. It's better to give a gift. Gave a great gift to telling me I'm getting. It. Hey, I don't care how small we are. 
or how much weight we lose. Women like hearing about that because fat. <laughs> we like hearing, we love you for that. I got really happy when you said that. I was telling somebody, oh, I was telling somebody, somebody was telling me like, Johnny, you're skinny. You, I am not skinny. They go, oh, you don't need to lose no more weight, this man. And I, yes, I do. And he just kept on. And I, finally, I just shut him up because you have to shut deputies up. I said, I've got hell damage. He goes, what? I knew that. I said, don't you like cars, those nice cars? He goes, yeah. I said, have you ever seen a bad paint job? And they call that orange pill paint. He goes, yeah. I said, well, what do you think women have on their thighs? I said, that's a bad paint job. He just went to laughing. I said, no, women can never get too thin. Don't even worry about it. I need to lose a little more. And he just went to laughing. He got it. He got the I said, all women want to get rid of any kind of uh, bad hell damage, I called it. So he just laughed. But when you said that, I, per- I perked up. I'm like, the kids, you know, you, even when you ask, I've seen women at Hollywood, they have all that airbrushing because you see them really out on the beach and they can be skinny and they still got hell damage on their legs. I'm like, okay, you can sister. So, hey, everybody could use some of that. Yum, thank you. Oh, yeah. I bet it's good. It's amazing. That's, well, that's why it probably helps your thyroid with that iodine and all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ordering that tonight or tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm still looking for the pan. I, I. I always forget how I. How I find it. But uh, I always... Well, hey, I'll have fun looking for it. It'll be like, hey, if I have to email them, I will. I'll just say, hey, yeah. If you look up, just look up blackandnoble dot com. The only Black. thing I'm seeing as a pound, Matt, is this. Uh, is this uh, gel? I'm not seeing anything else anymore as actual. Yeah, I. I, I know. I. It, it's I always forget how I found find it. It's so weird, um, but I I'll, always I'll seem dig. to figure it out. I'll um, dig and, and it's something. Yeah, affiliate program. I mix mine. Um, so you know when I put together drinks, although I hadn't thought to do it with the uh, the ginger blast yet, Donna. But I I, I, I mix mine with um with um turmeric. I I put in turmeric and I put in um. Moringa. I put in a, um, a teaspoon of moringa. I love moringa. Oh, Gary moringa! Ruth, man, you know. Gary and I bought moringa seeds. Gary and I bought moringa seeds. They're really not. Honestly, that plant really is not supposed to grow in Louisiana, really and truly. I, I looked at it real closely. It's a wonder that mine have even made it. They should be way bigger, but mine are now just about a foot and a half tall. And I planted a bunch of them thing, and only about three or four really have gotten tall because really this is not not the best climate for it. But they're doing okay, and I guess in the winter is going to be a problem though because I just bring them in. And but they're really cool. <laughs> they're really pretty. I just talk to them and look at them. They got leaves everywhere, but they're so tiny right now. They're about a foot and a half, but they're they don't look like trees. <laughs> There'll be a tree one day, but it doesn't really look like trees. And then That's awesome. if I don't know. If I knew what I had known now, you can buy a pygmy version that will grow better here. So, anyway, I'm sorry. That's cool. Yeah. No, that's really I, cool I to know. Yeah. I shouldn't have got the regular moringa. Derek and I got them. We have tons of seeds, and he was growing them too. But really and truly, it's too cold here and too weird here. I forgot. It's our soil. It's the whole thing. And so I struggled mm. with them. But now, now, all of a sudden, we got little babies everywhere, and I have them outside. They love it outside right now. But then in the winter and all, I have to bring them in. I mean, you can't, I don't think they'll ever just survive 
rolling outdoors, probably. I'll just put them right. on the big thing, put them on my porch. Yeah. But then I, I read where a man that just loves moringas was on the YouTube saying you could buy a small version of them that's hardier and might would do better. So You know, time. I did hear that. I have actually heard that. Um, and, and I don't remember where I heard that, but I, I, I did remember there's another version of it that you can grow in a different it's climate. A dwarf. I think that's dwarf, the yeah. Gary and I, I, have, didn't know. I we didn't know. We didn't know better. I have some. I can send you a link <clears throat> to where I got them. That's what I'm going to get then. Next time I'm going to get the little baby, the dwarf one. Because these are so... <clears throat> I said, can you believe this would turn into a tree? Steve, he goes, I know. But I think, like I said, it's taken forever for him even to get this tall. <laughs> so I'm thinking, yeah, they know they're not at home, really. <laughs> they're like, girl, we know you're not, you're not fooling. You and Louisiana, you ain't no. <laughs> so, yeah. But they're cool. And sometimes I want to pinch a few leaves just to do something with them in case they don't make it longer. But I haven't. I'm just trying to grow them. But I buy that moringa powder, and you're right about that. That stuff is wonderful too. And they say Moses used those seeds to purify water, and they call it the um, tree of life, the moringa over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The fact the fact they call it that interests me. I kind of turned Gary on to that, and he, you know him. Next thing you know, he's growing, and I go, Gary, you're amazing. Oof, something else. Hey, I found a pound of it. I found a a pound of this uh, uh, moss on um, on Amazon here. Good, I have Amazon Prime. It's oh, yeah? uh, Doctor Sebi. Doctor Sebi, that's the guy, right? Sebi, yeah, Doctor Sebi. Yeah. yeah, it's called it organic sea organic sea moss. Oh. One pound Irish moss, Doctor Sebi. Yeah, uh, that's that the, Irish. That's the thing. See the Irish moss. I wondered about the Irish and then the sea. Which one are you talking about? This, it's di- there's two different there's there's different kinds. And believe yeah. you me, yeah. I looked this stuff up for a long time and, until I yeah. found this. And and I'll, I'll I'll continue to find it. I know it's something simple. I'm not doing um, to find that pound. But how much is that on uh, yeah. Amazon? Um, let me look at it here. Um, uh, $18. See, I, I don't remember. Yeah. I thought I paid yeah, close to 100 right. bucks for this. You did. You yeah. did. It's a, it's a $99. That's, that's yeah. not the stuff you want. Yeah. That must be you don't want Irish that. Moss. That may be Irish. Yeah. The, the, the Irish moss is different than the sea moss. It's a different uh, strain. I figured that. Um, yeah. Um, hold on a second. I know it's... I know I, mean, I did it somehow, and if I have to call them, I'll call them up and and see. But I, I can, this time I do not see a thing showing it. I know um, they've changed their they webpage. Got, yeah, I hope that's not true because man, that stuff is. Which you know, it's like I said, it ships from. Um, they, they get uh, a bunch of it from that's they get it from Grenada, and so I don't know if you know certain times of year they they may you know be low on it for right now, but I know that they that they get a bunch of it in. Hey, everybody's trying to yeah. immune, immune and all because of the virus. Everybody's smart and trying to sell a lot of things. Or yeah, I'm gonna jump all over. Right. right now. I'm gonna get yeah. my name in the. I will say, hey, I like email. make an email them. I, I make an email them and say, 
you know, if you're low, would you give me an alert or something when you? Right, when they get get some back in. I mean, they still got a bunch. I mean, they still have it, but it's in, you know, in like an, an ounce. I mean, you can, I well, what is right. it, $9.99 for an ounce? I mean, yeah. heck, it's the same price. It may as well just buy, you know, buy, what, what would that be? No, it's going to be it's going to be uh, a lot more expensive to buy it by the end. Yeah, that's like I'm going to step away from the phone. I'm going to go look at my package and see if there's anything on there that uh, might help us. I'll be right back. But you know, you know, even if you you just got some to get you started, and then they alerted me to get a pound because I'm oh yeah for sure. Long way it goes such a long way. Even if you bought twenty bucks or two two of those things, it would last you a while, and then the other could come in. Oh yeah, it, it would. And they have, um, I mean, they've got the they've got sixteen ounces of the well, yeah, but that's that's been yeah. But that's the things like one ounce. One ounce will make sixteen ounces of the sea moss oh. gel. Oh, oh. Yeah. See, once you what, what you do is you soak it overnight, and then which you you got to make sure you you use um, distilled water um, to you got to kind of you rinse it a little bit and then you let it soak in distilled water and then you put it put it in your NutriBullet or or blender I put it in in a you know a little NutriBullet and you just put um, you put wa- you put water in there up to about it's about half half and half and mm-hmm. then you blend that up real good and then it turns into a um, this gel. Matter of fact, it's um, you know care you know that that stuff they call the carrageenan carrageenan yeah. is that that stuff that's in everything that that mm-hmm. it's a gelling well they that's an extract that they take out of sea moss um, really so like yeah but like carrageenan is an extract it's an isolate um, so I mean carrageenan by itself is bad for you um, because you know it's um, that you know, it, it's not it's not a whole plant thing, but they get it from um, that's that's where they get it out it's of. They extract it right. extract it out of uh, sea moss. Yeah, so um, you can use it like if you want to make a cheesecake or whatever, you can use the sea moss gel in, in your uh, in your your wow. you know cheesecake. Like you know, instead of using a, a anything that that gels or whatever, it it's really good in in, in baking as well. It has no flavor, too. I mean, it's very, it's literally has no, no taste to it. Um, wow. You would so, think it would have. That's cool. Yeah. So you add you know, it you'll smell like, it. So like yeah. You do, so like you'll, 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 you can add it to things. Yeah, you can add it to anything, any smoothie, and you'll never, you won't taste it. You can add it to oatmeal. You can add it to. um is it yeah. green? It's, is it green? Is it green? It, no, it's like a. Brand? It's just like a cream, like a. It's like oh, a. Oh, that's why you can add it. Off-white looking stuff. I got. Oh, I guess you think of it being called sea moss. You think it's going to be green like algae. That's neat. right. Like yeah. That's, yeah, that's. Neat. Well, what they do when they dry it, they dry it in the sun, and it and it changes colors, and so when they dry it out. It um, it turns like this, like almost almost brown. It almost turns brown, like a light golden, gold gold color. Yeah, 
And I'm so, excited. and it's hard. It's real hard. And all you need is just a, just a little, um, maybe <laughs> like just a, just a small, small handfuls puts, it fits in your hand. And, uh, wow. you, you know, you soak that overnight and it'll swell up like, you know, three times its size. And, uh, and then it'll be really full of water. You know, it'll be real spongy and you just throw that in a blender and blend it up, man. It turns into, you know, nice little gel and you can, um, keep some in the refrigerator and then I keep some in the, you know, and like I said, the ice cubes, it works really cool. That's um, like when you order it, do they give you the information about how to turn it into the gel too? They give it to you? Uh, yeah, it's on the bag. Yeah. It, it, uh, it says it on the, the instruction. It says, actually this says, uh, soak sea moss first in room temperature water for five to ten minutes then rinse sea moss good to remove particles and then after final rinsing you soak it in room temperature um, spring filtered or ionized or alkaline water for four or more hours or overnight that is cool yeah yeah that's amazing you would think if you didn't tell me that you would think it would fall apart and you couldn't rinse it by then but that's neat that it's hard enough you can do that huh Oh man, it's tough as nails. I mean, like even That's like it, it, it's yeah, it, it's hard as a rock. And then when you put it in there, it just That's soaks all that water out. back up into it. And then one, then it really looks like it looks like algae at that point. You, you're like, oh yeah, oh, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was gonna say because so. I like reconstituted where you can tell. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm gonna love that. Oh, it's good. It's great stuff. Um, but well, you know, I just looked down. My battery is a my battery's about to die. I'm going um, to. Hey, I'm, I'm so about I'm out. Gonna, I think we I think we've covered everything. But I'll I'll make sure we'll find it and Michael will send you the link. Thank you, well, but y'all well, don't go to too much well. trouble because I have an idea. I'll find it. Or if y'all don't want to go to trouble, I'll I'll email them and then when they tell me how, I'll, I'll let you know. Hey, All right. Y'all are but I'm just appreciative of you telling me, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Michael, you there? All right, then. Yeah, I'm here. I just got back. Uh, I, man, I, the, the packaging that it came in was just uh, a clear bag. So it's just a, you oh, know, I- one pound. And Donna, this stuff is hardy as all get out. When you get it, you can't even pull it apart. I'd take a knife and cut cut it off. And it's almost like a brick, I guess, because they dried it out like that. Oh yeah, it's dehydrated. You uh, you cut off just a little oh, bit, right. put it in distilled water, and it'll it'll fill your cup. You know. Thank you for telling it's me about dehydrated. this. One one of Gary's dear friends too, <clears throat> Susan, that's just like us. And I want her to get on this call. I got to get Susan on this call, Jim. I don't know. If, did Gary ever talk to you about Susan over the years? Susan was a chiropractor. She she lives up in Arkansas, Jim. She's into all of this, and she was asking me the other day if you come across anything else because she said, my family, I found out Parkinson's runs in my family, and she said, I think because I'm so strong nutritionally that I've kept it at bay where others have had it. She said, but I'm starting to have some symptoms, and I just want to do everything. And so I am calling her tomorrow and tell her about this. She will get it. She will. And Maddie, appreciate that, too, because... She's very in sync with me, and 
I mean, sometimes we don't talk for a long time, and I'll be thinking about something, and she'll call. It's one of those deals because she's like Gary. She'll call and start telling me about something random, and I go, oh, my gosh, I just found that, too, or was thinking about that. And we always uh-huh. know it's thinking, We always know it's meant to be when it's like that. So she asked me, she said, if you come up with anything else that you think we need and you pray about, just call me. She goes, Cause I'm doing everything I can to make sure I don't get that. And she said, I'm slowing down. I'm teaching me about it, too, because, wow, she's telling me the symptoms of it. And I've seen that in others, so I think it is a lack of minerals or something. So thank yeah, you, well, it, ab- wonderful, wonderful. Absolutely. Wonderful. B12, B12 is the, uh, is a problem, but CMOS is loaded with B12. So. See? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. And she's been taking a lot of B vitamins. But to be honest with you, the CMOS may be more, um, oh, what's the word? You may absorb it better is what I'm trying to say. You can maybe assimilate it better. The CMOS is such a natural thing. I think a lot of stuff we buy and take, we just don't retain as much as we think we do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a pure, yeah, that's for a pure sure. Food. I think the food, the closer you can get to the food of it. I'm not saying that some of that's not good because I still buy supplements, but I'll be honest with you. If you think about it, sometimes I look at those pills. They're so small, and they act like they've got 200 things in them, and I'm like, okay, it can't be a lot. You know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. So when you take that, like what you're talking about, the sea moss, that has got to be something else. Thank oh, you. Oh, it's it's. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's like um, after, you know, watching Dr. Sabe, of course, you know, uh, that's a long story in itself. But but he, you know, he was he was in his 80s. And wow. uh, he well, he 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 went to he went he was sick. He was half blind. Oh, he see, blind. To, uh, yeah. And he he was, he went to um, he went to. To Mexico, and he he found this Mexican uh, doctor. He said he went in the guy's house, had a dirt floor, and there was a goat in the in the <laughs> house with him. And and I he said he 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 asked the doctor. He goes, well, doc, you know, he checked him out and he said, well, what do you think? And the doctor said, well, he said you're dying. And he said, what am I dying from? He said disobedient he said he said uh uh he said he said what are you talking about he said um to honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the earth he said he said you don't even know what your mother and father ate he said you don't even know you know uh what's good for you and 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 so anyway the guy told him so what do i do he said stop eating he said for how long he said three months. <laughs> he, said, he started laughing at him. He said, "You're crazy." He said, "You're the one that's dying. And you're calling me crazy." And so, turns out he put it. He he fasted, and and of course, you know, he didn't just go without uh, nutrition. He was giving him sea moss and giving him um, uh, supplements, you know, during his fast. And he said, after a week, he said he felt the mucus leave oh no that's what happened the mucus left his brain and started draining down in over his eyes and he was blind he said i couldn't see anything for um he's i think he's yeah he said it was a couple days and then after that 
He said his vision came back, but it was all the mucus that was draining out of his sinuses That's and out of his brain. Oh, we've got a lot in our sinuses, me and Mom. That's frightening, isn't it, to think about it? Yeah. And he was impotent. He was impotent, too. He was impotent. That's right. He was impotent. And yeah. then he got some. I might be going. So, can I, take, I might be going. Can I take it a little slower? But it's, it's fast yeah. corrected all of his ailments. Same. Yes, Same. it did. It did. I wonder if, got, I wonder um, if Dr. Fay has videos on YouTube. I wonder if Dr. Oh, Sabian yeah. There's there's lots of videos of Dr. Sabi on YouTube. Um, he actually, I think Bladder Rack was the other... They mix oh, yeah, sea moss with an, another. Um, uh, it's an it's another algae called bladder rack, and bladder rack um, is more of a like a, a cleansing. It, it's it's going to get it's the sea moss will do it too, but the bladder rack is really good at getting you know stuff out of your system if you're in bad shape. Um, I think right. I'm on, so oh, I think I'm gonna take it slower. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> freak as, no, I would freak as always if I went blind three days. I'd I'd be trying to have faith, but I'd be like, oh, mama, uh huh. I'll right. go slow. But, I think I'll go slower. <laughs> that wonderful. But mucus, it's, he said you're eating. He he told Doctor Savi that Mexican guy said you're eating blood and starch. Oh, oh dear. That's basically what your diet is. And he oh. said those two things cause all. That's all the mucus uh, and all that stuff. And by the way, mucus is uh, is is white is white blood cells, That's white crazy. blood cells that are trying to uh, protect uh, protect your body. Um, so it's the white yeah, blood cells that are enacting. You know, so when you have mucus, you you have your your white blood cells are fighting something off. So, wow. um, but yeah, starch and blood. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that ought to make you think about it. Oof. All righty, mm-hmm. I'm excited. But anyway, my phone literally is about to die, guys. All right, maybe I'll let you go. Good night. Yeah, I'm at three. I'm at 3%. <laughs> I'm exactly at 3%. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm at okay, look at everyone, you know, in order to keep y'all's phones from dying, we've been on here almost four hours. <laughs> so uh, why, don't, why don't we call it a night? Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. good. May Yava bless you, keep you, and prosper you, and and may all your dreams come true that are good, good, and very good. And with that, Yava bless you and keep you and your families in perfect divine health. You know, if y'all in agreement, I'm gonna end the call. Okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. Good night, y'all. Good night. Love. We love y'all. Show sure prosper, be in health. Good night. Thank night, you. night.